0: is a movie keep repeating it's only a movie only a movie only a movie I love movies gosh I love movies
1: To the Matt and Mark movie show.
2: Something Helmsley. Leona Helmsley? Helmsley, Helmsley.
3: Yeah,
2: that sounds right. That sounds right. I only know Sherman Helmsley from the Jeffersons. <laughs> Mister Jefferson is with George Jefferson. Was it his name, Sherman Helmsley? Dude, I think, I think it so. was.
3: Damn, that's a good memory. Shit, how old is? What was the last time you saw that show?
2: When I was a kid. I was not only, there was not only any ratings rule in my house, so I could watch any movie, any R-rated movie. I saw titties and boobies and vaginas. I saw everything. Damn. But also, okay, so then I would, that was at my dad's house, right? My parents were divorced. I would go to my mom's house, and there, there was a movie ratings rule, but it was the, the polar opposite of my dad's house where they were always watching, like, classic television, like Brady Bunch, The Jeffersons. Fucking good times Um, the love boat shit like that so I have like the the knowledge that you're like really old boomers have where they're like I remember this character or this episode I have that too, (laughs) because as a kid I was watching those shows. Damn. And then on the weekends, I would go and watch, you know, I got to see Army of Darkness in the theater when it came out. My dad took, you know the story, my dad took me to see Basic Instinct, so that I, you know, because my dad has a huge monstrous crust on Sharon Stone, even to this day. I may take And we, my we wanted to see, yeah, he wanted to see her hoo-ha, so we went to see that.
3: <laughs> Wait, did he put it that way, though? Was he like, I want to see some badge No, You're no, it, was,
2: it was very... um I'm sure it probably was a lot more obvious and I was a kid and didn't understand. I didn't understand his Sharon son obsession until, like, high school. <laughs> but as a kid, like, Basic Instinct was, like, 92, right? So yeah. I was 8 or 9. I think I was 8.
0: Holy shit. Dude, and I, I
2: remember him just saying, I want to go see this movie. Basically, it was put to me like this. I take you to see all this stupid shit like Bill and Ted and Wayne and Garth. You're going to now go see this movie that I want to see and I was not told what the feature was. So when yeah. I showed up, it was Basic Instinct and I was eight years old. And I what remember- What you think of it? I, as a kid, all I remember was seeing all the crazy sex scenes and the vagina <laughs> and the boobies. And I didn't, that, that to me was the highlight because like I left and I didn't even remember the ice pick through the eye and all the gruesome shit that happens in that movie. When I left, I was like, I saw so many boobs and vagina and crazy stuff, man. This movie's amazing. Like I thought it was like (laughs) one of the best movies ever made. And so I went to school and I told all my friends, I said, you have to watch this movie called basic instinct. I'm in a Catholic school with nuns. And I was like, you have to watch. So then word got back to the nuns because I was describing in graphic detail during recess, what I had seen. And then they had to talk with my mom who then confronted me and said did your father take you to see basic instinct and i was like yeah i've seen this movie i just saw it and my mom and dad had a massive argument and then that didn't matter i still
3: favorite movie (laughs) yeah
2: the next week i was right back to watching you know predator and whatever crazy shit we were watching and then i would be at home my mom would make me watch the brady bunch to like counteract that
3: i have a question your family were they more worried about violence or nudity
2: my different My mom's side was more worried about nudity because they were weird Catholic prudes and violence was okay. It was okay for me to see a man's head removed from his body. But if I saw like the crack of someone's ass, it was like (laughs) a slight to God. Okay. Whereas at my dad's house, fucking no one gave a shit. (laughs) Like if you saw a butt crack, a man being beheaded, a lady being set on fire, that was like a good (laughs) weekend. They were like, that's a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) so that's what I'm dealing with I'm just looking at pornography so Mark this is our 100th episode that's and I want to say congratulations to you but I also want to say thank you dude thanks for doing this and taking this journey with me and doing a hundred episodes I mean When we started this, dude, it was you and me, you know, there were no fancy mics or headphones or anything. We were like two cavemen talking into a laptop about fucking Unhinged with Russell Crowe and (laughs) Deep Star 6. We were talking about just weird shit. And now look at us today, a hundred episodes later, here we are. Wow,
3: that's crazy. Well, thanks for having me here and thanks for everything to do with the show because this is like i always tell you this this is definitely one of the highlights to my week just like talking to Dude, a good yeah. friend about doesn't even matter if it's a crappy movie or a good movie it's just great conversation and i always enjoy being here so i'm glad yeah, it's just, we've made it to 100 that's
2: we made insane. it to 100 it's just fun to hang out we've done this so many times i hope we do 100 more well, I'm assuming it'll
3: be the 1,000th episode. Yeah, 10,
2: I, I think people get nervous when they see a podcast, and they—and rightfully so. You should all be nervous, <laughs> because I know what you're thinking. You see some of your favorite podcasts on Instagram and Twitter, and they're like, happy 100. And then two weeks later, they're like, the podcast is over, and we have decided <laughs> to end the show.
0: Dude, don't jinx it.
2: How many shows have you seen do that? That's what happens, though they like they hit a be a point and they're like I don't want to do this anymore or we're not getting whatever we want to get out of it, even though we have a patreon shout out to our patreon. Even though we have a patreon mark and I are not in this for the money mark and I as mark so beautifully put it, we are just here to hang out and talk shit so. The show is just going to keep going. I'm sorry. I hope maybe some of you were like, maybe this is the end and this fucking ship will go down. I hate to tell you. <laughs> we're just here to talk shit. We're going to be doing this all the time. Okay? We're not going anywhere. And let me knock wood just to make sure. Hell yeah. I curse us. Too. There we go. Yeah. I even knocked on my own skull. <laughs> this week, you know, we're not... We That's the other thing. Other shows... That I know very well. They've done their 100th episodes. They've done special episodes and crazy shit. You know what we're doing? The same goddamn thing we do every week. Because we don't want to. We don't want to turn it into a weird thing. Well, this it's is the best re-
3: thing. Why? Why? Yeah. Why so change a
2: good thing, weird. right? Yeah. So we're doing what we do all the time. Business as usual. We're reviewing a movie. This the movie this week. It, <laughs> I don't. I didn't plan on this. I didn't plan to make <laughs> this our 100th episode. I honestly thought our 100th was going to be something like. John Wick Four, something big like where you were like, oh, of course, this is what a hundred episodes would lead you to. This I didn't plan on our hundredth episode being cocaine bear, but you know what? To be <laughs> just going to happen.
3: It kind of feels perfect to me, you know. It, it does, it, right?
2: Yeah. So Mark and I want to play a game. We discussed this offline. We did this before oh, our man. Hellraiser episode. If you want to go back, listen to our sixty-minute spoops episode on Hellraiser. We played a great game, and this was Mark's idea. Like, this was your idea.
0: Oh, we wanted
2: to do a prediction where mark would guess how I felt about the movie and I would guess how he felt about the movie and then. After we revealed our thoughts, we would reveal what we what we would written down mark i'm going to write down what I think you thought of cocaine bear and right. you write See, down what this, you think I thought.
3: This is completely
2: blank here we going to write it down row because my legal pad here we go. This is very interesting for everyone at home they're hearing. Maybe nothing, maybe the sounds of a pen striking paper. (laughs) So there we go. So we're writing down our our predictions for each other. We're not going to reveal these yet. I'm going to fold mine in half. Dude, I've covered mine up with the agenda for the show, so I can't see it. (laughs) So it's covered up. It's on the next page underneath this page. So what I'm going to do is Mark and I will do some house clean business. We'll talk some more chit and then we'll reveal our initial thoughts. And then when we reveal our initial thoughts, then we're going to fucking reveal the predictions and get Ooh, into the review. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. This is something that I wish we had done more of because it was so cool. I had such a good time on that Hellraiser episode and I was like, we have oh to fucking God. do that again. And every time I want to do it, I forget. Like I forget to talk to you about it or I'm like, ah, it's too fucking <laughs> late. We're already discussing the movie. So
3: <laughs> we just <laughs> jump into it so fast. We just jump in. That was happen. like 30
2: episodes ago. That's how long it's taken us to properly do this again. So there Damn. you go. 100th episode prediction for Cocaine Bear, which we will reveal shortly. But first, you know how we do. We got to do some house clean business. And that means that I got to find Aspot. Where is the house clean? Every time I look for the house clean button on Aspot. Oh, here it is. It's right in in his tank.
0: Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God.
2: We have a couple announcements. First off, the big announcement, I was going to save this for later, but I think this is a huge announcement we need to talk about right now in the history of this podcast, and that is that, Mark, the saga of Jeff's voicemails is officially over, everybody. We can pack it up. It's like the end of the, the end of, of Star Wars, all the Ewoks and everybody's cheering, right? Mark and Jeff and Dave finally met up in person together. Mark, it how did
3: it go? happened dude it was crazy first i want to say they are awesome people and the second thing i wanted to say is and it's not because they look tiny on you know on screen but when i got there i was like well everyone's
2: tall really i see that surprises <laughs> like, me i'm tiny i could see that like, for days. is a big dude well people from the outback and i don't mean this disrespectfully but people from the outback are pretty big <laughs> like i feel like they're a land of giants right are they not? Doesn't
3: like most Australian people you think drinking, of are big. Eating,
2: so I kind of assumed Dave bears. would be tall, but when you said Jeff was tall, I was shocked. I thought yeah, Jeff would be also. short.
3: No, I'm the short one. I was just like, dude. I'm the short one. What You're taller than me.
2: Trees around, dude. I'm like fucking willow. I think we're the same height. Are we the same height? No, I'm like willow, dude. I think so. I look up to everybody. <laughs> if my wife puts heels on, she is above me. Just so you know. I'm not kidding. I don't mind an Amazon woman though. I like that. Yeah, me neither. But I like having someone to look up to. I do too. It makes me feel safe and protected, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like a little Joey little
3: spoon. in a kangaroo <laughs>
2: pouch. Mark, so Jeff Huge. is tall too. Yeah. But then how both... did it go? You guys went to see it the was... movie together, right?
3: Yeah, it was a blast to go with them. It was... and we had a good audience, but afterward, holy shit, you know? Dave lives up to that Australian name he that guy can drink I he could put if you if away I got like wasted but then <laughs> we were here's the thing is they're really nice guys so we all got along with the uh, with the bartender and she just kept giving us these like shots of fireball so I think oh. I had three shots of fireball and on oh, the way God. home I was just like
0: <clears> throat> throat>
2: Did that you, was you like, stop was by McDonald's mess. at four in the morning or something? <laughs> no. Pick up some chicken McNuggies?
3: You know what sucked about that? By the way, we actually hung out pretty late, which was nice. But by the time I got to my neighborhood, like that McDonald's was closed, and I felt that <laughs> like headache. Oh here. yeah, the two railroad <laughs> spikes. I need food. God damn you, Jeff! Uh, God damn you, Dave! But they're awesome. I can't say enough good things about them. So. So um, thanks for meeting up with me. Jeez, I um, I I I want to say so again.
2: We have plenty of voicemails. Oh, I miss you guys too, and I wish I was there. I was like so jealous, but I'm hoping to get back. I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: I was gonna say, if you were there, I get the feeling we would all be like blackout drunk. We'd all be dead. We would be like (laughs) having so much fun.
2: (laughs) I um, I hope to make it back to New York in the next few months at some point. So if you're still there and they're still there, I think we need a massive podcast meetup. So that'd um, be fucking great. I know, man, I would love it, dude. I was so jealous. Um, It's like a little
3: mini convention.
2: (laughs) From from your night on Saturday where you guys hung out and drank like Australians, like crazy Australians, (laughs) Jeff actually left a voicemail on that night in the bar. Oh, wow. And so just so you know, we have a lot of voicemails of people wishing us happy 100th we're gonna play those a little later but i wanted to play this first voicemail now because this is what we're talking about jeff this is jeff from the bar you were at what bar was it do you remember you know what it, was, was, the it bar?
3: was the how i met your mother bar
2: where is that you no know, oh like the around, show how i met your mother
3: yeah okay it's around i think around 59th street i think i've been there oh, once wow. before but we was went it? there so it's like really appropriate because it's like okay it's like you know it's a place where there's it's got a bit of history for I guess you'd consider that filmmaking, right? So it was yeah, kinda, sure. it was a really cool place. And the people there were really nice and we got blasted. Like now, when
2: you are drinking place. with with Jeff and Dave, do they buzz you if you say something negative in person? <laughs> Thank God no. No, they that'd don't be do funny that.
3: if they just had it like a soundboard on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are they super well, negative? We didn't need it because <laughs> we were already drunk.
2: <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's Jeff's voicemail. Now I guess you could consider this the post credits scene to the saga of Jeff's voicemails. Here he is.
0: Hey guys, it's Jeff. And Dave. And we're at the bar. We just made friends with several employees here, which is really fun. And Mark's in the bathroom. <laughs> he really is. He's a lightweight. We just saw a cocaine bear, and now we're drinking beer that looks like a, a bear. I just wanna say really quick, Mark looks great. He looks like a young Neil Diamond, <laughs> <laughs> I love to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what, he kind of looks like um. I mean, he's got such a good head of hair. It kind of looks like the guy from uh, Independence Day, like the sun. I'm buying out <laughs> this conversation. He looks like the sun from Independence Day, but if the you know the sun is like you don't want to die a virgin, but like Mark buck was <laughs> that kid? Yeah. also like can act. Like if that guy could act like that, with Mark, a couple years ago, like, great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're having time. Um, Jesus, Matt, we life. sort of missed you a little bit, but you made us stay for the fucking after credit scene that didn't happen. Um, yeah. first, we we stayed for a point, honestly. Literally, a fucking wine bottle hit me in the foot. We were waiting so long. <laughs> yeah. A wine bottle right. hit him in the we foot. Are, are, are that. We'll see you then. Um, first off, I
2: have to reveal. <laughs> I told you guys to stay through the credits oh, because man. I knew there was
0: nothing.
3: <laughs> Dude, what an asshole! It was I, just a fucking snort. By the way, what the wine bottle he was referring to? So. we got in there like we got our snacks we're in there like you know when you show up on time these people came in like a little bit later and they were so fucking loud and they're like
0: excuse me
3: they're just passing like snacks They're i don't know what the fuck they were eating but it smelled like soup behind us oh god fucking soup so anyway as we're waiting for the credits those people leave and i guess their wine bottle empty wine bottle fell over and it just rolled down and hit jeff's shoe and we are like they drank a whole we didn't even know they drank a whole fucking bottle of wine in this movie (laughs) oh my
2: god Um, they
3: were doing the love of cinema experience behind us so
2: normally (laughs) i tell mark about the post credits and just so you know buddy i want to clarify i will do this truthfully for you all the time this was a special one-time exception because i wanted to fuck with jeff and dave (laughs) sorry you when had to, i was your
3: middle man, you, you had to suffer
2: you were part of my ruse to fuck with jeff and dave to make them sit through the credits for no fucking reason <laughs> i made sure to be as super were... vague <laughs> about it as possible my text to you i was like stay through the credits dude you don't know how many times i rewrote that text no, be like, mark keep waiting i literally i was like no, no no less is more stay vague stay through the credits <laughs> and it worked like a goddamn charm <laughs> Okay, but Mark, my ruse is over now. I swear this isn't a bit. The next time I tell you about the credits, it will be for real. All right? I won't break that bond of trust. That was just to (laughs) fuck with Jeff and Dave. Okay? I know I sound like the dad who said, I'm just going to get cigarettes, and then he never comes back. I'm serious this time. I will come back. For real. I
3: was basically like Arnold says,
2: I'll give you collateral damage. i give you a fucking collateral damage. i give you a fucking collateral damage. (laughs) Don't we have? Wait a minute. Don't There's we have a, that
3: has to be on the? Sound we have board. to if that's have the...
2: a collateral damage soundbite, right? Come on, Aspot,
3: played it before.
2: I'm pretty well, sure is that we just have a screen share. That it might have been, might a, screen have been a screen share. It might Damn have been it. a screen share. Well, I feel like we had episode. A... Didn't we collateral? have
0: a a fucking collateral, I give you a fucking collateral damage. Come on, <laughs> come on! Don't tell me. <laughs> uh, you know you fucking here's your desk and your telephone. I give you a fucking collateral damage. You remember
3: I didn't believe you when you told me about that scene? Oh my god. And then he started bashing his entire office. I'm not gonna change your
1: way. Yes. Did I it? So you want
0: collateral damage, huh? <laughs> I give you a fucking collateral damage. <laughs> I give you a fucking collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and dude, and that's when a wine bottle rolled out and hit Arnold's foot. Right? <laughs> Just yeah. like, there you go. We had to screen share because Aspot didn't have it. What the that's shit? Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So there you go, everybody. Mark finally met Jeff and Daya from the, our buddies from the love of cinema, our brother podcast. Met and them it was for a worth drink, the wait. worth the wait, worth the saga of voicemails. Now, will Jeff ever call in again? Is my yeah, question. Yeah, no, we'll never hear from. him. We'll again. never hear from him again. <laughs> What's done is done. He just wanted to to see a movie with you, and then when you made him stay through the credits, he was like, "This shit's over. <laughs> yeah. I'll never I'll do this guy. shit again." <laughs> <laughs> what kind of moviegoers are Jeff and Dave? Are they talkers? Are they? Do they eat a lot of snacks? They're I know like... Dave likes to eat peanut M M&M. and M.
3: They're oh that's what i believe they both have m&ms i got skittled cuz i skittles cuz i'm more into like i guess the fruity snack you like the fruity but... stuff
2: <laughs> <laughs> i like the fruity stuff too man i like starburst you know i normally fuck with with peanut m&ms too but you know yeah i i know because you open it up so you can
3: only put your fucking pinky in there and then the rest of the movie is just like <laughs>
0: Open up the fucking bag. Just open the fucking bag, <laughs> Jesus Christ!
2: On a cracker, I give you a fucking the way, damage.
3: I wish everyone was an audience member
2: like them because they're they're great. Wow, I know that's always a, that's always a, a tough, especially when you're hanging out with somebody like that for the first time. because You're like, this person's cool. I think they're cool. They think I'm cool. Are they a good movie person? Because that That'd has be great, mo- that has made or broken. That, that makes or, it makes or breaks a friendship right there. Oh, right. yeah. You know
3: what would be funny, though, if they just ran the show as it is in the theater? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. That'd be great. <laughs> Honestly, you could have told me anything and I would have just been like, I believe it. Those guys are such <laughs> wild cards. I would believe it. No, you they're know what actually I mean? great.
3: Wow. The funny they're, thing, there though, you by the way. So, for just one thing, really quick, for the AMC experience, you know how we were talking about how rows of seats in the like in the back front are like upcharged right the best seats are upcharged this is how dumb amc is basically the cheapest seats are just the front row seats and then the ones behind the front row seats are two dollars more and then the ones behind that are more but basically the expensive area is this huge field of orange so you really don't save that much money you sitting in the front seat. Were you, you sitting in life. an expensive seat? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, you have to now. It's How bullshit. much did it cost you to see Cocaine Bear? Can you tell us? Like 17 bucks. Damn. But it normally, God, like damn. back in the day in that theater, because this was no Dolby at most. This is just standard theater. It used to be like. twelve. Oh, wow. It wasn't in the Dolby or something. Wow. Dude, it's, it's expensive to go in the city. It's
2: fucking crazy so wait before we talk about cocaine bear i want to say something about my movie experience i had a great audience but i wanted oh, to point excellent. something out before we even talk about the movie this was the first time ever i've been to a theater or or gone to a movie where they played like let's say they played seven trailers six of them were red band yeah i had like we all had red band trailers too. it was like the trailer for strays the trailer for evil dead rise the trailer for scream 6 um it was all red band trailers i've never yeah. been to a movie before where it's basically all red band i kind of liked that though. i loved like, it i'm, I'm not really complaining for the movie but i was yeah. like when has that ever happened before usually for i don't know about
3: you but for and in my experience it would be like you could go a couple of years without seeing a red band trailer without seeing a single they red band exactly sparse.
2: yeah yeah and to have six of them in a fucking row it was like they kept having red bands and even somebody who, like, in my theater was, you know, not a movie person, just a fucking a casual. I swear I heard somebody go, I've never seen this red screen before. And what they meant to say was, they're usually used to seeing that green for all audiences, approved for all audiences. Yeah. <laughs> they had never seen a Red Band trailer, so they got six in a fucking row. And that Evil Dead Rise Red Band trailer does not fuck around. By the way, can I tell you, I believe
3: Jeff and I... We're making noises because some of those scenes like when you see the skin punctures it was yep. just so unsettling and people yeah. in the theater were groaning like oh
2: i can't wait for evil dead crazy. rise we're fucking good we're gonna review evil dead rise for sure dude did you also
3: notice that all those movies are in april like april's gonna be
2: it's gonna be nutty dude it's gonna be nutty um and we also saw the fucking um we also saw the trailer for fucking The Machine. Burt Kreischer has a movie called The Machine, and that also got a Red didn't Band get trailer. One. Yeah, we <laughs> got a lot stupid. of Red Band trailers. Did you get the trailer for Strays with the dogs? You know what? Can I? I
3: really want to see that. It looked fucking hilarious. Oh, I'm,
2: I'm telling you, I think it looks fucking great. Strays looks hilarious. I wanted to see all the Red Bands. There was maybe one that I was like, I don't care about this. But kind of Interesting. <laughs> all red band tra- it was like it was like oops all crunch berries it like oops, a, a all red band glitch. trailers <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was um okay a couple more business uh items of business before we Noss. get into the review um mark i finally cut together the halloween horror nights mini doc it's actually Ooh, on great job thank you well thank you for supplying the footage you shot an oh, amazing um you shot some amazing stuff and i was able to take your footage and just kind of piece it together in some loose recollection of the night um, but that is up right now on our YouTube page so if you go to our YouTube channel there's a link in the show notes or in the link tree or whatever go and watch it the HHN doc is up now you can watch Mark and I at HHN 31 we had an awesome time
3: vicariously till the next one and I, I'm going to say a little teaser for the audience the next time I'm going to be more prepared to kind of do some more stealthy camera work so our Patreon members will be able to see the
2: inside of these horror houses. That's pretty exciting, man. That's pretty exciting. Um, And then, uh, yes, again, just want to shout out our Patreon. If you're not a member yet, definitely uh, please consider supporting this show. If you can, link is in the show notes, but it's patreon.com slash the Matt and Mark Movie Show. We are grateful for every single one of our patrons, and we have fun stuff there, exclusive early access to things, special podcasts. But here's the kicker. So Get Wrecked has officially moved over to Patreon, but since this is our hundredth episode, we're doing something special this week. We're bringing Get Wrecked back here for this episode. So right now you're listening to the free show, Get Wrecked is going to be where it normally is. You're going to hear Get Wrecked. This is kind of like what HBO used to do, the free preview weekend. HBO, (laughs) free preview weekend. And they show you like Ghost Dad 50 times. Yeah, dude. (laughs) We are going to have Get Wrecked at the end of this episode, so stay tuned because you're going to get to hear it. And if you want to hear it all the time, including the last previous rex you've missed, go to our Patreon and, and join. So Mark, Cocaine Bear. So let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. Maybe you kind of reveal your initial thoughts, like whatever your nice little blurb of a takeaway is, whatever okay. you think, and then I'll reveal my thoughts, and then we can reveal our predictions to see if we're right. Okay. Uh, and if you want, I'll go first. All right, let's do it. I'll tell you how I thought. What I'll tell you the quick capsule review for me. Um, I really liked this movie a lot. <laughs> I liked it, and I'll tell you why. I liked it because I didn't realize it was gonna be so funny. Like I liked it because it was a comedy. like it has a it has a real um it has a real wet hot American summer vibe where it's like these kind of silly non-sequitur scenes with these kind of quirky small town characters that happen to be taking place in a movie called Cocaine Bear, right? And I think if you go in expecting a more serious animal attack movie, you might be disappointed. I was not. I had a blast. Um, It even starts. This movie even starts with Jane from Jefferson Starship, which plays at the beginning of Wet Hot American Summer that Elizabeth Banks was in. And she directed this movie. And I was like, that's got to be a Wet Hot American Summer connection. And it just all felt to me like Wet Hot American Summer It was like silly 80s characters. I had a great time. I loved the cast. I thought it was a really fun movie. That's where I come out. Mark, where'd you come out? Oh, nice. I I think I'm in a similar boat. I was, and you know me, I'm like,
3: I recently watched the bear. I saw the edge. So, you know, to me, a physical effect bear would have been dope, but that movie, like it was so goofy and, and it was kind of like caricature-ish that I didn't mind that the CG elements of the bear kind of like fell away because like you were saying, The story is super fun. The characters are awesome. I mean, the beginning, like, sets it up perfectly. When the guy's jumping out of the plane, he just smacks his head and gets knocked out. Yeah, that was great. falling out. I mean, everyone in the audience, within, I'd say, the first 10 minutes love the movie. And I felt the same way. I was like, within that first 10 minutes, I was like, this is going to be a wild, super fun ride. And I think she's an amazing director. But I, not to take anything away from her but you do kind of feel that lord miller touch to it you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah
3: which i i think you and i enjoy
2: yeah i like that a lot so i like that a lot. i think
3: it was just like a whoever was on the creative team it was like a great collaboration because it resulted in a really fun gory entertaining and sometimes frightening movie so it was like a really well balanced film
2: yeah and sometimes these meme there's these are like meme movies where the concept is the hook basically and like yeah. snakes on a plane was another one of these and that's the other direction this kind of movie like this can go where it's like we're all loving the memes and having fun with it and then we see the movie and it sucks
0: yeah and or exactly. it like
2: bombs and no one talks about it like i like snakes on a plane as a funny memory i would never go yeah. <laughs> back and rewatch snakes on a plane exactly but this i thought was going to be another snakes on a plane and amazingly enough it wasn't because there's a good movie there there's like something interesting like this is something i would want to rewatch. the other thing it kind of reminded me of and you know i i'm a sucker for this it kind of reminded me of those amblin movies like arachnophobia like yeah, gremlins that's
3: a perfect example you have
2: like a quirky small town with quirky silly oddball characters again and then some like high concept amblin shit happens to them and it's fucking hilarious. And you're having a good time because you know, even if you're hanging out with two kids walking in the woods, you're A, you're having a great time. But B, you know, eventually they're going to cross paths with the cocaine bear, right? Like that's amazing. So you're getting like two levels of enjoyment out of it. So, Mark, wait, let's reveal now before we go any deeper. All right. Let's play. This is like the newlywed game. Then, when you realize you're like, you fucked up. <laughs> you don't know me at all. Mark, I predicted wrong for you. Oh, shit. I said, I wrote down, and I'm showing Mark. I wrote down, Mark didn't like it, wanted more gore. Wow. That's what I wrote, and I was totally wrong. I did. Shall I reveal mine? Yes,
3: reveal yours. Here it goes. I just put, Matt liked it, but I (laughs) underlined like multiple (laughs) times.
2: Dude, (laughs) no, and you're at, see, Mark is astute and had it right, and I am a moron (laughs) and had it wrong. I'm so glad you liked the movie. I thought for sure you were going to be like, Man, I wanted more gore. There was only one moment where I wanted more gore, and that was when the bear reached its hand through the door and grabbed that guy's face. I wanted to I see that. It was going to be gloved. <laughs> yeah, I was ready for it. And then the fact that it cut away, that was the only moment where I was like, ah, missed opportunity. But she doesn't shy away from the gore any other time. Oh, no. That whole set piece with the ambulance and Margot Martindale in the back of the ambulance and her like flying out is awesome. That was it, like a it doesn't drag shy across away
3: concrete moment <laughs> yes, where her face Jesus. hits the fucking but oh. the other thing I, that the one thing I the gore I thought was you know the strange thing about it is it's it was funny but at the same time you had a little bit of that empathy like when his his wrist snapped off and he was oh, just like yes it was smacking into things and balancing on the stump i was just like
0: oh, oh it, yeah. it was
3: really cringy but in in like a good way you really felt because when bears or even like when she got those scratches just the simple effect of those claw marks on her ass oh jesus yeah painful like some of the, the physical effects for the gore looked really good and the cg elements too my fear actually going into it and i think maybe that's where you may have assumed that i didn't like it was when you look at the posters and the name of the the film It kind of feels like it's going to turn into one of these Sharknado movies where it's it's like low budget and looks like shit and it's just a goof. You know what I mean? But this one was shot really well. It looked great. The effects were awesome. I mean, like I said, you can tell it's a CG bear, but overall it's a very well-made movie. And I think the the poster design and the name of
2: it's a bit deceptive. yeah the marketing is, the is almost like it's crap it's almost like know? so aggro that it comes off like sharknado yeah. where you're like <laughs> yeah. it seems like an axe body spray kind of a thing like you know what i mean yeah but it's not that that's the thing like it i think and, and that has everything to do with great casting and great writing like oh yeah. i was really invested in every single character set like i was into I loved Alden Ehrenreich and O'Shea Jackson. By the way, the fatter oh, yeah, O'Shea Jackson gets, the more he looks like Ice Cube. <laughs> I know. There were moments where I was like, I feel like I'm looking at, like, 1995 Friday-era Ice Cube when I look at him, and it's amazing. But they were fantastic. When he's
3: talking, it also sounds like him, too. He does, like, yes, especially when he gets mad. Like, when he, like he pulls the gun version.
2: and he's like, get off the roof, <laughs> like, it feels like Ice Cube, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. I also love
3: It's is a bonus.
2: <laughs> I loved the kids. I loved the little girl and that weird squeaky kid. That kid was awesome. I love that whole scene where they're trying the cocaine. Like it oh my was, God, I was, it was like they're so never going to go good. for this. But it kind of reminded me again, I'm going to keep throwing out references here. It that shit I really loved cuz it kind of reminded me of stand by me where it's like you're watching these kids wander around but it's it's the 80s so everything like nothing's police. There's no helicoptering yeah. here like if they find a bag of drugs they're going to try it. And, and it's That's okay, you know it. what I mean? They I love that shit. For
3: that. And also, I totally agree with you. Those kids were like, you, we've seen a lot of movies with kid actors, and we always usually like pan those kids because they stink. Yes. But these two kids were awesome together. And when I love how he tried to like, he was like faking that he had done it before. <laughs> yeah. And like she was messing with him, and then they started eating it. She's like, hey, he's like, ah, oh, you should just take a tablespoon of it. And everyone in the audience was like,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, don't do it
1: don't it do it so, kid
3: those two kids their interaction was so believable they actually felt like they knew each other it felt like you know he had a, a legit crush on her and they were both navigating this weird world together and it was really believable and I think it made you afraid for them more because you really that's the thing is you really like all the characters even the supposed unlikable characters like uh, Ray Liotta in his last role right which is kind of funny his last. rest in (laughs) peace but you like everyone in that movie is like i don't know they're they're portrayed really well and you
2: guess you like all of them and by the way i think that little girl i'm gonna check this but i think that little girl is the little girl from the florida project another movie we saw together that's That's a great movie i'm absolutely right it's her name is brooklyn prince she's from the florida project She's all oh, she's yeah, like she's way good. grown up now. But for there was a hot second where I was like, why do I know this kid? She's from the fucking Florida project. Her for some scenes reason, are I great. I thought I'd
3: seen her in like a horror film or something.
2: She like, might be. I she's done a few things. She's done a few things recently. But yeah, dude, rested base. Ray Liotta, his final, Yeah. his final movie. And you know what? He was awesome, and it was great to see him. And I loved, I knew it was coming, but I still got a little choked up when I saw the in. You know, basically the dedication for Ray Liotta, and I was like, "That's yeah. fucking awesome! Good on you for including that." And he didn't Our disappoint, gave man. Out a big awe, <laughs> It was like a sitcom audience, Oh yeah. He <laughs> did that, like when Slater tried to tries to kiss somebody on Say by the Bell. Aww, <laughs> yeah, Ray Liotta's dead, dude. Ray Liotta, I love that he didn't go out. He went out doing the thing he did best, which is playing a drug fueled tough guy. And he <laughs> gave no fucks and pulled no punches. You know, I didn't, I know he didn't know it was going to be his final film, but like, it's funny. You think of people's final films and it's always something weird. You know, they're like, oh, they played this, this kind dad in Harry and the Hendersons or whatever. It's like some weird role. He's doing exactly the Ray Liotta thing you expect him to be doing and he owns it. He's great yeah, at he's, it.
3: Yeah. He stayed true to himself. And the best thing is like, as a last film, I think that's a great film to end the career on. Yeah, dude it's a he ended it on a dope movie that's totally going to be memorable i think
2: yeah absolutely i think this is going to be i think it's going to outlive just like it, uh, what snakes on a plane couldn't do where now that is just like a thing of the past right i think cocaine bear is going to live up to the memes and people are going to find it and rewatch it it's certainly an interesting part of elizabeth banks's filmography because i was looking back at her films and i was like mm, a lot of misses here things i don't like i will admit to liking though I liked her Pitch Perfect sequel that she made. I like those movies, those Pitch Perfect movies. I've talked about this with Dave on this show. I enjoy those, um, but I know she made like that Charlie's Angels man and carrot I didn't see that, and she made something else. Oh, Dude, that's right. She's yeah. a good fucking director, though. Like it, it's hard to juggle funny, the funniness of those scenes, and they're very like hangouty vibe, like wet hot American summer scenes. Like they're super quirky, but to balance that with all the carnage of the cocaine bear stuff. Oh yeah. It's really well done. Like that's hard for a director to keep those two things in check.
3: This movie was like a whole bunch of genres combined. So you can see that she can, if she wanted to, she can do something that's kind of on the horror side. She can definitely do action sequences. Like everything was very capable and well done. It seems like she has a lot of range in her directing uh, portfolio. So I think I'm looking forward to what she does next. And I thought, she did a fantastic job with this movie. I agree, it's man. Very cohesive. I can see someone else just totally. I mean, and it's an ensemble cast too. There's a lot of, th- even though it feels small, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And there's a lot of things that have to mesh well, especially when all the stories start to interconnect. And like I said, I thought she did it perfectly.
2: Yeah, I agree. And she brings that, she brings that comedic touch. Like those oh, sensibilities. Yeah. I love that it's not like the comedy's not so broad. It's like, the comedy is quirky and odd. Like there's something weirdly recognizable like a Venn diagram of people who like like stand by me and also like to see killer animal movies. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and to nail the comedy in that, that's a very niche thing. It's just cool, man. It's not fucking broad Seth Rogeny kind of comedy. This is like real pointed comedy with a with a point. I re- I really like that. Um, yeah, and I found a lot to like in those scenes. I thought a lo- all the jokes worked. I love the weirdness of the gang. The uh... oh, the the knife gang. <laughs> yes, the knife the, the like local knife toughs And that that, that bit where the they're like, room. I want to go to New York, live with my buddies in New York. Like that is and such the one a guy's weird. <laughs> yes, that's such a weird comedic point of view. Like that's such a weird joke to hit and a weird tone. But the movie works. Like if you're on that yeah. wavelength and you think it's funny and it works for you. That fucking humor is gonna cook the whole movie. You know what? You know what reminded me of? Do you remember in Run Lola Run when
3: she would go past a character that she would encounter, but each time it would go to this like like this uh, still photo flash frame of their entire life? Oh yes, what happens there? that's it, it did, she did a couple scenes where it reminded me of that where it's just like you kind of get to see like what happens to the <laughs> right character. you get a little glimpse if it of it has like life. really nothing to do yeah yeah <laughs> it was really cool
2: yeah i like that yeah no you're absolutely right dude i totally that's a good call i forgot about run lola run that's oh, a good geez. movie man that's a fucking good movie. Um, I also like too. It's it's easy for a movie like this, I think, to fall into the trappings of be, of the decade. Like it's the eighties. We're gonna have silly eighties clothes and eighties music, and it's the wedding singer. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. It's like it's not that they don't just go the Broadway with the eighties and the Rubik's cubes and shit like that. Like they're actually, by, by the way, doing things with the with the I, decade. It's great.
3: I totally agree with you because. I mean, every, doesn't it feel like anything on Netflix that comes out is just like an 80s throwback? And then it's like, yes. and it's synth music.
2: And it's music. and we have to show the character using a Rubik's Cube. And this yeah, other this... character has a pet rock. And this guy <laughs> loves the Eddie Murphy song. Right? It's always here's like stupid is, though, shit.
3: Yeah, Even but here's the thing. Is that with this one, even though it was a period piece, it felt timeless. It was like, yeah, we're in this period, but that's not like the showcase. The showcase is the story. Yes and yes. the characters, and and it's not like we're not going to, like, hammer everyone to death with 80s shit, which is fucking great because... Yeah, I was not I ready. I was like... That's
2: you. what I'm saying. Like, these meme movies, like, it had a lot playing against it. The meme, the title, the nature of the movie, and the decade. Like, these are four things that when you put them together, they should make this movie super fucking annoying, and they don't because the movie's just that goddamn good. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just that entertaining. Um... Uh, Dude, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I um I have to ask you this because you know when we whenever we review a movie with kills, Mark, what was your favorite kill of the movie?
3: Oh, I ha- I think the ambulance scene was my yeah. favorite. Yeah, that was, was just that was mine. Crazy. That was and one was of terrifying. the... Gnarly- Dude, I thought the for sure they were, were. I was like, because it's
2: a silly movie. Maybe they'll cut back to Margot Martindale and somehow she'll be like alive. Right? Yeah, I thought at the end, like when they walk past, you'd be like, oh yeah. Me. And Carrie Russell's She's like, don't dead. fucking look over there. <laughs> yeah like i thought for sure they were gonna reveal oh the movie's not gonna punish her she's fine no dude she's fucking dead <laughs> like <laughs> she's dead and that's it that was to me like the kill of the movie that whole scene i thought that was like look there are many great scenes of this movie but if you're just talking about bear scenes only that ambulance piece is a thing of beauty man even it's like awesome when it starts when that guy's pinned under the door and they take off and they get they she the one girl gets her into the ambulance and she starts to pull away before the guy can even get out and he's got to run he's catch running up. everyone was just like oh shut fucking go <laughs> yes and then you see the goddamn bear running down the street at fucking top speed it's terrifying it was fucking terrifying on cocaine <laughs> on cocaine i did love that too like every time the bear would like its powers were basically depleted and it was near death. <laughs> it would close it, do a close up on the nose and some coke in the air and it would huff you it in and like s-
3: the snout snorting all <laughs> yeah. the and eyes the, like, would power cloud. up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was so good. That was so good. I, wait,
3: kudos to her for making these uh, action sequences like and not resorting to shaky cam. You could see yeah. everything that happens in this movie with the violence, with the action. They don't obscure it. You get to actually see everything unfold, but in a way that it's nice for the audience. It's not like, you know, Paul Reingrasse. It's a
2: really nice watch. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice watch. Like, nice to have things in focus. Nice to have smooth shots. Nice to have pretty visuals, right? I think the easy um, amateurish thing is to shake that fucking camera around like it's goddamn Mardi Gras and you're like trying to get some beads. (laughs) It's nice to see the action and to see the piece, um, I really dug the way it looked too. Wait, I want to see who shot this fucking thing. Oh, Cinematographer actually, John Gulasarian. Am I pronouncing that right? John Gulasarian. He shot. Here we go. Oh, he shot some crazy shit. He shot About Time. He shot. Uh, a bunch of other shit. I have no idea what this is. He shot an American Pickle, that shitty HBO movie, speaking of broad comedy, where Seth Rogen went back in time. No, no. Seth Rogen's grandpa wakes up because he fell into a pickle jar and he was pickled and it preserved him. You know what I'm talking about? No. Dude, the first HBO Max original movie was a movie (laughs) called An American Pickle. This sounds like a joke. And it's like Seth Rogen's grandpa. He plays his grandpa and Seth Rogen plays himself. And the grandpa's like a Jewish like a Yiddish guy who like works at a pickle plant. I'm not kidding. And he falls into a vat of pickle juice and it the brine preserves him. And he wakes what? up hundreds of years later in the year 2020 because the pickle brine preserved him. The movie does wow. not attempt to explain it to you wisely. I remember, I watched it. I remember it's just like, yep, the guy just survived. That's it, fucking deal with it. And then it carries on. But Seth Rogen doesn't make what? it a comedy. He fucking does the stupid thing. And he turns it into a sad story about a man from a oh. hundred years ago, out of time, coming to terms with how different his family is in twenty twenty. I was like, in a movie about a guy who was pickled? Are you
3: fucking yeah, kidding? Yeah, that this sounds like a trauma production. It
2: sucked. <laughs> so this cinematographer shot that shitty movie, but we're not going <laughs> to hold that against him. He also shot Candyman, the Candyman remake for that Nia DaCosta, I, which I is I a good looking movie. Said
3: on the our podcast for that, I. I like the way that movie looked. Yeah, I that's a good it was, looking like, movie.
2: Really nice and clean. So there you go. He's got some good stuff, but he's got some real stinkers too. So Elizabeth Banks bailed him out and let him shoot Cocaine Bear, and he did a fucking good job. So good job, dude. John Gulasarian.
3: Oh, he also shot for the Tim Minerick show. Shit.
2: Oh, really? Oh, I missed that. I only, I only went to the films, I didn't go to the TV side. <laughs> This movie made money too man. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna carry on because this is a mid but this is the other thing. How great was it to see another mid-budget movie? We don't get I these know. anymore. Right? It's we like, either get the God, goddamn not
3: a stupid Marvel movie.
2: Thank you. We don't get we either get the goddamn Quantum Manias, or you get like Terrifier 2. And I love Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2 cost about 12 bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I really missed the mid-budget movie like hey, we spent 20-30 mil On a movie we got some actors we got a couple set pieces simple idea and we let the movie and the concept do the talking. And we don't get those much anymore how fucking cool is that I hope this inspires, especially as like more and more of these big movies tank like quantum mania is like in the shithole right now it's not it's really it had the worst second week drop of any Marvel movie. In the box office, it dropped like 70%, it dropped like a fucking stone. Wow. Okay. It might not That's even come be close.
3: Soon then. <laughs> dude, it's
2: gonna be streaming very soon. Disney Plus, get ready. You're gonna have quantum. Oh. But don't waste your time because Quantumania is not good. Um but <laughs> dude, how nice was it? I think studios will go back and say, look, we can make a cocaine bear, we can make something silly for 20 million dollars, recoup our investment. I think people wanna see these types of movies. These movies only went away because the fucking Marvels of the world basically iced them out and Disney forced everybody to have Marvel on 10 goddamn screens and nobody could put their movie up against it. Yeah. So it's it's really well, cool that these movies are back. I hope they're back. It's cool.
3: It's very cool to see them in like, you know, normal theaters because previous to this, we'd have to go to like, you know, you'd have to go to Nighthawk. You'd have to go to Alamo or you'd yep. have to go to like one of these smaller theaters theaters to get it. But I hope that you're right. I hope it brings it back because if you look at those Marvel movies and also for the studios, it's like, what are they throwing like 200 mil at something in the hopes that they can recoup everything. Yeah. And, and they all look CG. The great thing about these smaller budget movies is they have to be more creative. So I think the audience wins when you get these mid-level entry movies. I, I've always loved them too, you know?
2: Yeah. Same. Like, I think they make up the majority of the movies that you and I talk about. Like if we talk about all those big, you know, those, Those mid level 90s movies, right? We talk about Ghost in the Darkness and fucking Judgment Night and movies like this. Like, these are exactly that. They are weird mid level oddity studio chances. Basically, they put a couple stars in it and they let it just work.
3: But don't you find that those are like more memorable? Most of the Marvel movies, like, if I were to think back and be like, uh, which one was like, which one do I want to rewatch? I'll be honest, I don't really (laughs) care.
2: I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. I want to sidetrack really quick. I reviewed Quantum Mania on this show last week, and it kind of broke me. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. You're I'm just sitting there like I'm going to make a bold fucking shot. claim. I'm going to make a bold claim right now. I don't think I want to review any more Marvel movies on this show.
3: Oh, you know, what'd be funny. I thought you were going to say this is the final. Episode.
2: This is the final podcast. This is it. What Mark. a way to end it! All the shit 100. I talked at the beginning of the show. <laughs> we made it i will do uh, the things with my time now
3: <laughs> by the way here's the thing though because you i think would be considered like a big marvel guy like you are actually were, i like I marvel you...
2: i like the mcu yeah. up until now
3: <laughs> but i I'm, you know what i'm thinking though it seems like everyone's probably getting burned out from it i'm it's burned just, like, out i've had enough more time in between these movies they are not we making the movies every
2: year worth the, the the time and effort and money in my opinion um and also i shouldn't have to be watching 16 things to understand shit that's happening in this one movie that's the sign of a piss poor movie if you're releasing yeah. a movie it should be you should have enough context there to understand what's going on i don't need to do goddamn homework to do this so i'm just going to say this By i'm the way, hap- i personally in my life i am going to be watching the marvel movies but i'm telling you dude I'm not reviewing any more Marvel movies on this show because I'm fucking tired of it. It was nice having you on the
3: show, Mr. Suspicious.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'll review DC movies. I'll review other random stuff, right? I'm not reviewing any more Marvel movies. I just can't. I don't fucking care anymore. I don't care, dude.
4: It's the same shit.
2: It's getting worse. I can't fucking... I can't do it. I can't deal with it anymore.
3: By the way, do you feel as though they kind of do that where... They tie it into something else. So if the audience doesn't like that, they can their excuse is then, oh well, it's because you didn't watch this. The it's because I'm I'm
2: happened. wrong apparently. It's because I'm yeah. watching the movie wrong, or I didn't watch Fifty and other things, or I don't have the context from the comics. Get the fuck out of here. Your movie should work on its own. That's movie making one hundred and one. Especially for a big populist film, a blockbuster film, it needs to live and die on its own. And I got to tell you, Quantum Mania was so fucking bad. It honestly made me, re- like, I remember even last week cutting the show, and I had a good time talking about it with the undercast company. But, like, afterwards I was like, I will never review another Marvel movie on this show. Like, it's just not going to happen. I, it might come up in my Rex. It might come up in a joke. Like, I'm, I'm a person. I'm an American. I'm going to go see the other Marvel movies, but I'm not talking about them on this show. Do you think I'm wrong? Unless you're, Unless you're going to tell no, me I'm I, wrong. What do you think?
3: I'll be honest. It's like, so far, the last few Marvel movies we've watched, it's sort of like, what is there to talk about? It's yes. the same shit. It's like, and it's been oh, worse it's and like worse. Can- candy colors with some stupid indie director that's now taking over like a mult. That's the you know what the Marvel's problem too is. Like, keep getting these fucking depressing indie filmmakers. Get some. You know what they should do? Get some of these old. Filmmakers that ain't doing jack shit that know how to handle yeah. big budgets.
2: Get
0: Brian like, Levant out
3: of in.
2: director jail, who made Jingle <laughs> All the Way and the and the Flintstones. I want to see what kind of Marvel movie that guy would make. Dude, I would totally be down for that. Get um get uh the guy who made the Street Fighter the movie, Stephen E. souza <laughs> Get him out <laughs> of retirement. He probably coked himself to death. He's probably dead. He is the cocaine bear, actually. He's the real cocaine the, bear. The Demolition Man guy? Yes. Uh, Marco Brambia. Get Marco yeah, Brambilla out of retirement. Shit. I didn't look that shit up, by the way. I just knew it because I fucking that love that movie. Super impressive. Get by John McTiernan out of jail. Let him make something.
3: Yeah, he may wiretap you, but who cares? The film. Who gives awesome. a shit?
2: Everything's on TikTok anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let him wiretap to his heart's content. Yeah, he's, a, he's a revolutionary. <laughs> he's yeah, shorty. dude. I know we got off the subject of Cocaine Bear, but I gotta tell you, I'm I'm over Marvel. I don't want to review any more Marvel movies on this program. If that upsets you you people, I'm sorry.
3: Don't you find that it's better to talk about these movies? Yes. Like, there's way more meat to these movies. Like, the Marvel movies, it's kind of like you just digest and shit them out. So let's talk about how
2: Harry Styles showed up for five seconds and he's playing this guy. (laughs) That's what it's turned into. Let's Talk about how this is setting up Jonathan Majors as Kang, okay? Yeah. Let's or talk they about just Easter egg the hell like, out of people. I don't care anymore, guys. No one cares about. I don't care. Multiverse of Madness sucked. Quantum Mania sucked. Wakanda Forever was okay. I have high. I... I have high hopes for Guardians Three. I don't have any hopes for the Marvels. <laughs> I'm over hey, did, it.
3: Isn't Blade screwed up too? So they're. Kind they're having like to rewrite
2: their... Blade. They re- they're they fucking rewriting it. And I heard Man. the Marvels, they're reshooting scenes now. They've reshot that movie three times because it's tested so poorly. Wow. So their new phase is pretty much... taking. Their new tough. phase is... I can't think of a good rhyme.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> their new phase is going wrong all kinds that of ways. <laughs> it's like the... <laughs> Their new phase is not a craze, <laughs> on account of it being lazy.
3: <laughs> that G.I. Joe character, was it Roadblock that used to do
0: that? Road? Yes, dude, I was think it was. Was it Roadblock?
3: <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute, was it? He just always spoke in like rhymes. Dude, wait. Was He's it? Got, I think it's Roadblock. Oh, hold on.
2: Wait, right, hang on, hang on, dude. Wait, I'm gonna share my screen. This is for Mark. We have a lot of G.I. Joe stuff on this show, by the way. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes, it is.
1: Yeah. Hold on, Fred. We're coming to save you. Whoa. Don't shoot. They're fans. Pathfinder and one are in trouble. Robline, help them.
2: Is Roadblock gonna there ever are fucking talk?
0: Fucking
3: rhymes. This says D I C G I Joe Roadblock rhymes. There was not
2: one rhyme, dude. Can I get a fucking rhyme, please?
1: Jesus Christ! <laughs> Cloudburst, do you copy? Cloudburst, come in.
0: He's gone. We gotta save him. Come on, let's motor. It's the whole squadron.
2: Okay, this was a massive fuss. (laughs) I wanted to have some fun roadblock rhymes. What is this?
0: He's barely in any of these clips. No, I'm home alone. Well, you won a prize.
2: What's your address?
0: Uh, 42 Oak Street. Hey, Roblox, some stranger's bringing me a prize.
1: A stranger, huh? Ranger, danger. All he wanted to bring you was trouble. Remember, never tell anyone you're home alone, and never give anyone your address. I'll see. My- None of this shit is rhyming. <laughs> Wouldn't it say, and don't, wow. don't
2: never give out your phone, and don't ever tell anybody you're home alone? Like he could oh, have done shit. two Damn, rhymes good, right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Roadblock sucks. <laughs> I swear he does rhyming. <laughs> you talking to a stranger all you doing is inviting danger like you could have <laughs> done some shit like that okay it takes two seconds to rhyme it
0: you can't come to the phone
1: smart thinking
0: now i know
1: and knowing is half the battle now what? i know oh my god
3: that was terrible <laughs> was fucking best. i do like that you have a steven seagal clip up there
2: that's right <laughs> <laughs> always gotta watch some steven seagal clips that's how i get hyped for the show I just watch a bunch of Steven Seagal clips of him just like watch Steven playing Seagal the sitting. guitar, <laughs> sitting, fighting a guy, sitting, drinking an Arizona iced tea, sitting. Sitting in a car. Sitting in a car. <laughs> sitting while he's sitting. <laughs> sitting on a chair sitting on another on chair. <laughs> Mark, anything to add about Cocaine Bear? I think we kind of flew off the rails there, but I feel like we have kind of just... said what we wanted to say about it, right? I would just say go
3: see it. Yeah, That's, definitely go see it. Honestly, to I, it's to me I think it is a theater experience. It's bombastic, it's it's funny, it's loud. It's better experience with a good I mean, if you have a good audience. But it's way better. Down, than and an it audience. sounds like you had a
2: good audience except for the, oh, yeah. the wine the wine ladies <laughs> who brought soup and and rolled their wine bottle at Jeff's foot. His poor shoe. <laughs> were they were they like afterwards were they like motherfucker Matt said wait through the fucking credits? we're here. nothing's happening
3: they were like pissed off got me in trouble thanks a lot (laughs) (laughs) by the way you know there i was a bit you know when you stay through it because when you sit through these movies there's like a point when you realize like once the copyright stuff comes up you're like okay that's probably it's like special
2: thanks to the state they shot in like special thanks to georgia (laughs) and then the mayor (laughs) of georgia (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You're like, huh, I don't think anything else is gonna happen here. And then I Did heard you think there was gonna be like, like oh. a cocaine bear too? Like they were gonna show a shot of a cocaine bear rising. And there were gonna like be like three thing, of them. Cocaine bear will return. Yeah. <laughs> the cubs rise too. <laughs> They're like, ah, it's like a family of cocaine. It, probably just, gonna it snorts one new line, it's just an S. Cocaine bears. <laughs> Plural. Right?
3: <laughs> I'll be down to see it if it's as good as this one. <laughs>
2: You better beware the Cocaine Bear. That's how you do it. Roadblock. God damn. Damn, That's a good one, man. I would also recommend seeing Cocaine Bear in the theaters. (laughs) It's just a good fucking time. I have to say, out of the you know the movies this year, we're already almost to March. We're we're through the first two months of the year, and I've only seen two movies so far this year where I've watched it and I wanted to walk right back in and watch it again because I had such a good time. And those two movies were. Cocaine Bear? I'm not kidding. When I was done with Cocaine Bear, I could have walked right back in and watched it again because it was so fun. And Mithrigan, I could have watched Megan again because I had such a good oh. time. So both universal movies, both mid-budget horror with kind of a fun personality on it. Um, these Actually, are the movies I that are working for me. I have another
3: one in the, my recs Oh, okay. okay add to that okay. list.
2: All right. I like it. I like it um all right man so let's do this before we move on to the rest of the show and get wrecked we got some voicemails dude Ooh, we got a lot of voicemails because it's our 100th baby here we go here we go next voicemail celebrating matt and mark 100.
1: matt and mark from the matt and mark movie show congratulations on your 100th episode that's right it's the producer in the booth oh first time caller <laughs> long time listener Actually, I think I've listened to about every episode you guys have recorded, and they're all fantastic. Here's to a hundred more and a hundred more and a hundred more episodes. A hundred (laughs) years. Matt and Mark movie (laughs) show.
2: A hundred
0: years. Matt and Mark, a hundred years.
2: Thank you to Jess, our producer in the booth, for that really sweet (laughs) message. Thank you so much. That is true. She's the producer in the booth. She hears every fucking show. Even when she doesn't want to hear the show.
3: same room. (laughs) That's right. She hears
2: the show. (laughs) Here we go. We got another message. I think this is from our buddy, Patrick M. He yeah. left a couple messages. He had a lot to say. And I think his message is specifically about cocaine bear. So let's let's see what he had to say.
1: Hey, everybody, I really like cocaine Bear. Uh, yes. First of all, congratulations to Woo-hoo. Elizabeth Banks and also rest in peace to Ray Leo. Rest in peace. Um, uh, <laughs> and not to disparage the movie, but this is kind of like like Placid, right? I haven't seen Lake Placid in over 20 years, but I imagine that this is better, like a more exciting version of what happened to that. Um, I feel that as a horror comedy, uh, this this feels like a, a, a kinder and more gentle version of a Friday the 13th-style slasher, um, especially the sequels as they went on and on. Mm. Uh, specifically, the paintball company retreat uh, from, from uh, part six, Jason Lives, uh, feels like it would fit right in. Yes. Oh my God. I fucking love Jason lives. I could see that sort of thing <laughs> happening in a cocaine bear sequel if they wound up making those. Um, but, uh, yeah, m- mostly I liked the comedy in, in this, uh, and, and, and how it dovetailed in, in, into horror and it did honestly wind up shying away from the horror. Uh, but the relationship between Margot Martindale as Ranger Liz and Jesse Tyler Ferguson as the surveyor Pete was oh really funny. God. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Scenes. And then, um, and then it got even even better when Carrie Russell sh- showed up, uh, where where Liz uh, the, the the ranger is irritated that Kara Russell now uh, showed up and she's this, yes that third, and that was like a bit right out of Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer and, uh, was it the, not uh, the the date that she was yes her know, crashing the date even know it because she's concerned about oh, about it her daughter weird. and um, with the scene with 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 everybody at those at those two trees and then when the bear finally shows up. And uh, and the the bear climbing the tree and then running back down, and uh, R- R- Ranger Liz firing her, her her gun and it was so chaotic and so funny and that was great. But um, the movie's excitement peaks for me in the middle of the movie, uh, when when uh, Ranger Liz is panicking back at the ranger station and she winds up uh, uh, blowing a hole in that one guy's head. That was the fucking awesome and. Um, and their, and their fear and <laughs> oh, their yeah. panic Spoiler. and um, the bear chasing after the ambulance and their escape attempt uh, uh, failing. The movie never got any more exciting than it did at that point. So it um, it kind of trickled out from there for me. Uh, that's tough to top. And I was wondering how they were going to do it. <clears throat> uh, but it turns out that they really couldn't. Um, it was nice after that to see uh, Bob distract the bear uh, on top of the gazebo. So that, that David, Eddie, and the bleached-haired guy could escape. Um, that was nice, but it wasn't nearly as exciting. And then, yeah, it was it, it was cathartic for the story threads that 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 uh, David and Eddie turn on Sid, and even Henry, the little boy, uh, calls out Sid and shames him about dealing drugs. And
2: uh, oh, okay. And then he wait. And then he, his his message continues. But I do want to point out, I I agree with him. I think that ambulance chase is like the set piece of the movie for sure it's also the best kill of the movie but i did like the bit at the end i loved watching ray go over and and basically having the cubs rip his intestines
4: out out? that was
2: like a really gnarly it was good like i know it doesn't it doesn't have the big finesse of the ambulance but there was something fun about that cave standoff and him getting his guts eaten. And there was a fun <laughs> bit of visual. I, ca- I caught I what Elizabeth Banks was throwing down. She was comparing a literal mama bear protecting her cubs to Carrie Russell protecting the kids. And yeah. I caught that right away. And I was like, is it that interesting? We're making a point about mama bears protecting kids. I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, Patrick M continues.
1: Part two. I've got a lot to say about Cocaine Bear, I guess. Um, so. So... Henry blames uh, Sid for, for the bear being this way, and then uh, Sid even gets killed by by the bear and her cubs. And that was very cathartic, but it was never as exciting as the middle of the movie. Uh, so as long as I'm recording a second message here, um, I've got a lot to say, but, but I was also very struck by uh, the similarity between um, this and one specific relationship in Stranger Things, where oh. – um, uh, Will in Stranger Things uh, in the first season, specifically, he's established as this really important uh, character and an integral member of the group of friends. But really, he's out of the story for most of the first. Oh, he's like the little and, girl, and it's everybody else around him getting to know each other differently in his absence. This do exactly the same with Cocaine Bear, where Carrie Russell, uh, she's looking for her her daughter Dee Dee, and 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 the the story that part of the story focuses more on the relationship between Dede's friend, Henry and and Dede's mother. And now it's it's most it's mostly the two of them going around and caring for Dede. But we don't really get to know Dede as much as we get to know Henry. Uh, so I loved Henry, Henry's that little shit kid. Strange, that kid was great. Uh, <laughs> little squeaky kid. Uh, re- I love that kid. That Stranger it's Things like, is like, you're a bad man. He does You don't uh, do I anything like, right. Uh, I love that kid a lot. And so it's, good it's, kid it's interesting to see how i perceive <laughs> the connection i'm running out of steam uh congratulations guys uh, thank uh, you cocaine bear was really fun not that you had anything to do with that but congratulations to your <laughs> episode. i'll let you move on bye
2: thank you to patrick thank m you. thank you for that wonderful message very insightful as always and Thank you for the kind words. We are going to have Patrick M. on this show again. Remember we had him on for Jurassic World Dominion? He's I think we're going to have him on again very soon. I'll talk to you about it, but we'll reveal that soon. So um, he did. Let's see. I think he might have called in one more time. That's a quick (laughs) one. Let's see. Is this Patrick M.?
1: No, this is nothing like Lake Placid. The cocaine acts like some super power up to the bear even when it's wounded it revitalizes it uh, temporarily that's so right. uh, that's completely different and 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 people uh constantly underestimate the bear at the beginning because they they don't realize that it's agitated and 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 on a a, uh, a powerful drug so uh anyway that's it goodbye
2: yeah i i was gonna point that out i actually watched lake placid pretty recently um it's a movie i watch every couple of years because i do like it and it, it is very different I've because right away people fear the, the crocodile or the alligator. Oh God. I don't know what, I don't remember which it is. Fucking give me a break.
0: Eh, Whatever,
2: It's one of those <laughs> people are afraid of it right away. They don't underestimate it. It shows you who's boss pretty much right away. But um, that movie spoiler, um, the, you know, it is different because someone is not controlling the gator, but has the strict can pull the strings on the gator kind of whenever they want Whereas the cocaine bear is just this force of nature that has no master. It's its own master.
3: Yeah, so it's just um, get out of the
2: town. It's different. It's definitely <laughs> different, baby. It's different. You know, it's not no lake. I'm trying to think of a roadblock. It's not no lake <laughs> flaccid because the cocaine bear is, that, is oh. never flaccid. Perfect. <laughs> he that blows. was The only other word I could think of, <laughs> by the way, that rhymes with it was flaccid <laughs> as well. I guess tacit we could have done. Or uh is a lot funnier though. Yeah, flaccid is funnier. That's just a goofy word. He does a line and his penis stands up fine. <laughs> cocaine bear. <laughs> Beware the cocaine like, bear.
3: It's a mother bear, but you still,
2: oh, still show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a mama bear. I just made a whole point about that. It's because roadblock sucks. That's why. I'm not the problem. Like, Roadblock I had is the problem. To go
3: off of. There were no clips. Roadblock of him doesn't anything. rhyme at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Wait a minute. Let's see. Does he do anything in this?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: Roadblock. Hey, Roadblock, it's me, Shipwreck. <laughs> I'll find him when he comes out. That's how Shipwreck sounds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, wow. wow.
3: Roadblock.
2: Sure, Oh, the oh, fuck! Did we just watch Roadblock die,
3: dude? That was like Indiana Jones level disturbing. He just go to YouTube
2: melts. and look up <laughs> Roadblock melts if you want to see what we're talking about. Also, another
3: scene where he doesn't rhyme anything
2: because he dies. Yeah, because he melted. <laughs> what a shithead! <laughs> I didn't think I would melt while i was wearing this new belt (laughs) or no no i never knew
0: how it would felt i never knew how how i felt when i melt (laughs) it got worse every time i tried it got worse
2: (laughs) jesus christ holy
1: We've got more messages. Basically, there's
3: no footage of fucking roadblock rhyming anything.
2: No. We've got more messages. Here is our buddy Tommy Nuggets.
0: Tommy. Oh, nice.
1: Hey, what's up? Matt and Mark at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. This is your guy, Tommy Nuggets from the Check This Shit Out movie podcast, and I just wanted to drop you guys a line and say congrats on hitting your episode 100 tonight. The big 100 that is quite the milestone to be proud of and you gentlemen should be proud of that Uh, i want to thank you guys for having me be a small part of your journey and having me guest on a few apps and i cannot wait until the next time you have me back on. you guys have an awesome episode and cheers to 100 more yes fuck yes
2: thank you tommy we love tommy nuggets i can reveal now tommy is going to be on our show to help us review scream six
1: we That's thought, like who better to talk episode. Scream Six
2: with us? Because he's a massive Scream fan. He's been dying to talk slasher stuff with us. So get ready, dude, because that Scream Six episode is going to be off the chain. It's going to be me, oh, Mark, yeah. and Tommy Nuggets talking Scream Six. Get fucking yeah, yeah. ready. Get ready. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy, and we're excited to have you back, buddy. Um, you so some much. of our Tommy apps have been some of my favorites.
3: Oh my god, yeah,
2: like that. Um, I'm our episode with Pearl I, is one of my favorite episodes, and he was part of that. And I feel like the conversation there, and we just, it was, that to me is just one of my favorites. It's got so many great oh, moments. Yeah. Black it was phone kind of like as a well.
3: Black X and, you know? It, uh, yeah, it pearl does. It episode. feels like an X like slash
2: a, pearl. That's yeah, a good It's a double call.
3: feature episode.
2: <laughs> and uh, here's our buddy Joel. I believe this is Joel. Let's see. Matt, Mark, congratulations. 100 episodes. What a phenomenal milestone for you guys to hit. Super thankful to have been able to come on for one of those episodes Um, and looking forward to having you guys come over to our show at some point. But seriously, 100,
0: awesome milestone. Super excited for you guys. And I guess Asbot as well. Looking forward to where the show goes from here. Congratulations again.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Joel. That's Joel, the dude with food. We had that guy on. I don't think you were on that episode. He was on for Werewolf by Night. We talked about Werewolf by Night and um he does all these crazy food tiktoks uh very cool guy so we were we were really happy to have him on thank you buddy for that that was really cool mark before we get into rex we have one final message although i should probably check and see if anybody else has left people <laughs> might be leaving more messages we kind of fu- thank you all so much for calling yeah, in so sending us messages it's really fucking cool i'm so excited everybody was like so fucking just like Nice. So thank you all. Thank you all for listening to us. But thank you for just like even wanting to participate in this. You've made it very special. And uh, all right, I don't want to get I don't want to get mushy. Too much mush. (laughs) Mark, we have one final message here that I've pre-programmed in, and it's from someone you may know. Here we go.
4: Okay. in an effort to make this sound super fancy for 100 episodes, I will now read from some of the fanciest stationery you could possibly imagine. Go ahead. Imagine it. You got it? Yep. Yep. Good. Here we go. From the desk of Mr. Suspicious to Matthew and Mark Tholomew of the Matt and Mark movie show fame. Dearest Eminem, much like the delicious candy, your episodes are delicious candy for the ears and soul. One hundred times we've been graced with greatness, and I have no doubt we shall be graced hundreds of times more. From special guests to dastardly wrecks and everything in between. Your show is unlike any other that the world has ever seen. Yeah! I'm not quite sure when this changed to a rhyming scheme, you see. But thank you regardless for finding time to extend your invites to me. I know myself and others appreciate your banter. And when it comes to movies, well, we appreciate your candor. We wish you well, and that's a fact. Of this you can be certain. We all know the shows as fantastic as the men behind the curtain. To many more, which will be here soon. There's no reason to (laughs) doubt it. But hundreds of reviews to come, why? That's kind of spooky, if you think about it.
0: Oh, holy oh,
4: shit! Your friend in film, Mister Suspicious. Wow, wow. God On damn! On a serious that was note, good. guys, I just want to say, hundred episodes is quite the accomplishment, especially in the creative field. You guys know, things like this can be really hard to keep going, and you guys have had amazing staying power and amazing steam moving forward. Triple digits is nothing to sniff at. I'm very proud of you both for what you've accomplished with the show thus far. I know that I personally, when I'm listening to your podcast, I find myself talking to myself out loud, like in the car or sometimes like under my breath at work or something like that, because I want to be part of the conversation and I'm just not there with you guys to do it. So that just means I need to be on the show more often. Regardless of that, I know that myself and all your other guests really appreciate the hard work and dedication that you have to the show. We look forward to what you have for the future and again, Congratulations on a hundred episodes! I'll talk to you about it soon.
2: That wow. was fucking so amazing, dude. First off, after amazing. after all God, those damn. shitty failed attempts for roadblock rhymes, Mister Suspicious comes in with a fucking mic drop
0: and actually
2: rhymes. It. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much to Mister Suspicious. That was, that was incredibly incredible. sweet, Jeez. and uh, and just like Mister Suspicious, entertaining. And it comes out of left field. I never would have expected that at all. That guy is always, he always comes with the surprises. That was great. (laughs) Thank you so much. We're going to have to have Mr. Suspicious on again. And just because we're not going to review Marvel movies anymore, doesn't mean we're not going to have that guy on because (laughs) there's going to be some more DC stuff coming. I think we should, dude, we should grab him for, for flash for sure. So there you go. Let's just fucking say it. Come review flash with us, dude.
0: Yes. Come talk flash.
2: Come on. Come on. Come on. Flash, baby. <laughs> uh, so there you go. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who left us messages. Thank you so we much. We love you all. And Mark, the free the free show hasn't heard this in a long time, but let's play it. Oh shit! Here we go. And the Earth is flat. <laughs> that one was for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had to play one of our I oldest about all those and most earth favorite shows. drops. <laughs> mark saying and the earth is flat and the earth is flat (laughs) here's one here's another really quick indulge me here's another classic drop for mark bring ambulance ambulance, mark (laughs) mark bring ambulance okay and just because mark hasn't heard this in a while it doesn't mean he has cleaned up his act at all mark you need to be reminded of this once in a while no thank you cancel mark you're still canceled. okay you've done a lot of bad in the past uh the internet will not let you forget it and you're still canceled okay shit i thought i had made amends here we go one more time and the earth is flat
0: (laughs) well i know on facts not recommendations but
2: thank you Here's another oldie but goodie for Mark. Look
0: at me, I'm the king of New
2: (laughs) York. The king of New York, baby. He's here with me for the 100th episode. (laughs) And that's right. You are getting Get wrecked. Usually this has now become a Patreon-only exclusive show, and you have to join our Patreon to hear it. If you're hearing this, this is your opportunity. This is like our HBO free weekend. We're going to do these once in a while to maybe help drum up interest for our Patreon. Do check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Matt and Mark movie show. The link is in the show notes, or it can be found on our link tree. Sorry for the really long ad. We really, we want to get you guys over there. Please help support the show. If you can, for as little as a dollar, you can help support That's this pod and get to access to a bunch of free fun content. But this week, you're getting some free shit my friend some free ass shit with the get rex mark it's been a while since we've done this on the main show yeah <laughs> i have a couple i think i have four rex how many do you have oh you have four okay i think i have, I have four oh god i have
3: eight but i can combine okay. three okay and one okay so that's cool actually i'm also happy six. to
2: just have you just do you know just do your thing man it's all good um so how about this since you have eight let's have you start Okay, so, you know, I'll
3: start off with something that I had mentioned previous about. I was like, oh, here's a, there's another movie that you could add to that list. So this movie, I, it kind of came out of left field. I wasn't really paying attention to it. You had seen it, recommended it. I finally saw it. And spoiler alert, before you see the before... Yeah, okay, so the movie is Infinity Pool, so I have to say spoiler alert because you really need to go into this movie fresh and you shouldn't see or read anything about it. You should just take it for what it is and just watch it. Don't read any blurbs, just watch it. And okay, spoiler alert. I guess you and I can talk about it because that was a mind bender of a movie. What a great fucking movie, right? Not that premise was so
2: weird and cool,
3: and and just so loaded.
2: So loaded, like every scene is loaded, like loaded in terms of ideas, theories, what's going on. You're, but that's the thing is like the movie never outright explains to you, and it doesn't have to, because it's getting all this subtext and thematics across, and you're like, holy fucking shit. It's cool. It's like a movie that finally assumed that the audience
3: is intelligent and doesn't need all the like every single little thing thing explained. You can just like, as an audience member sometimes your mind is more terrifying than what the uh, filmmaker would have intended if you knew certain things so the the great part about this is you're like the main character it's everything is mysterious you're kind of experiencing it as he experiences it and god damn i don't think i've ever seen a movie that where i was just that into it and could not tell what was going to happen next everything was something new i
2: don't know it's hard to explain yes this movie and it's shocking so and provocative but it had meaning i'm gonna hit this real quick Spoiler. so we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna talk a couple spoilers because i've been waiting for mark to see this movie so if you don't want any spoilers for infinity pool go ahead and scrub forward about a minute or two mark i have a when i saw this movie i immediately something stood out to me there's a bit where when when um damn! now I can't think of her name, my favorite person. When Mia Goth, when Mia Goth and her husband want to take Stellan Skarsgård and his wife out, right, from the resort, okay? They want to take their day out by the beach where they're grilling, okay? As they're leaving, she even comments. She looks at this fence because they're in this country where they're, you know, the resort is fenced in and you're led to believe the land outside of the resort is very dangerous. But you know what's funny? I started to realize because she said this looks like a prison and I was like she's not wrong. The resort isn't just a resort to me that resort is a prison meant to kept meant to keep all the rich psychopaths and sycophants in away from the good people who are out living on the island just trying to live their lives and be farmers and feed their children. And I started to notice. Like they were like very serious about you not leaving the grounds, they said that many times, you see that the fence around the resort, you think it's just a weird Cronenberg thing you're like. Oh, the fence is just going to look like a fence because it's weird It has barbed wire it's a brand of Cronenberg. No dude I think that's a very specific visual choice to show you the rich people are the animals that they are trying to keep away from the general population. Because when they go out all they do is cause trouble and kill and shoot and fuck each other and make clones and do all this crazy shit. And I really thought that was a really fucking clever. It was just like a clever little visual tag. I loved That's it. Cool. And once I started to I see like, the movie through that lens, I was like, this is a fucking great movie. You know what's weird, though? I had
3: kind of like an opposite viewpoint of that. My my thing was the government is they they want these people to do bad things so that I can keep
2: funding them. <laughs> <laughs> they keep
3: getting paid money. So anytime these people do something horrific, all they do is pay a bribe, have it have the clone take the brunt of the government's wrath, and the end. So I felt as though it was like, and also, by the way, the people in the countryside, or that kid was the creepiest looking kid yeah, I've geez. ever seen. I, I <laughs> thought that it was like, because I, I went to, my mom was originally born in India, so... We had gone there to like go back and see where she grew up, the old house. And then we we actually stayed in a place. It was like some all old, like um, I forgot what they call those guys, but anyway, he was like a higher up guy. So this was kind of like his castle. So we stayed there, and outside of the castle, it was a huge shanty town, just like you know sh- shacks everywhere. And then you drive through these like tons of shacks all just piled next to each other and you go through this dirt road then you hit the entrance of the castle and there's two guards with machine guns and then you go through the castle door and you're in this beautiful garden castle slash hotel so that's what it that this movie reminded me of that experience so i always thought it was like they're shielding these people from the the regular townsfolk but at the same time if they can maximize the amount of money they make by these people doing something horrific. And that's why they don't really kill... The, like if you, th- They've done it several times, right? But they never kill the originals. So they know that the originals right. are going to do more horrific stuff.
0: Yeah, you're right. They can so keep funding is, their, their, way, their like, way of life.
3: Yeah, maybe you kill some ne'er-do-wells in your town and then as a result of that, you have funding to do other stuff for your country. So I thought <laughs> it was just kind of like a money scheme, but they were taking advantage of the rich people because they know they have the money. So they're like, yeah, you can do that, but you're losing in the end anyway because we're just going to take your money. And my other thing was because these rich people were so used to just getting their way, they can kill anyone, they can do whatever they want, and all they have to do is buy their clone, that my theory is that those people that meet, um, uh, what's his name and his wife, What were their characters' names?
2: I don't remember the names of the characters. I just remember the actors. Still in Skarsgård.
3: Yeah, so basically, um, my theory is that they were new to this and all that other group had been doing this.
0: Oh, had been doing it several times. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They come to that resort. And I think they, I think they pick out a project basically each time they visit, they pick out some new person they see staying at the resort and they know they're going to rope him in and manipulate him just like they did him. He was nothing more than a toy for him. And that is illustrated, looks like a dog that's illustrated when she pulls out the clone and he's on a fucking leash and she treats him like a dog and he makes him kill the clone when they're outside of that barn. It was like, lots of mind control stuff going on. it was so good man this is like and that little group this is like the best easily the best brandon cronenberg movie but i really i think this might even be best a better cronenberg movie film yes i was gonna say i For think it's better than <laughs> crimes of the future which is a movie i enjoyed quite a bit but i felt like this was the more cronenbergian film didn't this feel like, like he kind of he cronenberg. kind of like out cronenberg his dad a little bit yeah
3: to be honest, of all the, like I said, of every single Cronenberg film, and I'm, you know me, I love the old Cronenberg, like Naked Launch, uh, Yep, Video Drone. Yep. This to me was like, it was so refined. It was like he took some of his dad's more like B movie concepts, yep, and brought it and elevated it to this like really weird artistic and uh, high concept piece of artwork. But not only is it that, it's also understandable and it's not super confusing. Yes. But it's also vague enough that you and I could have different perspectives and they do mesh. And that's, that's the, the best part. That's, that's an
2: amazing film. That's the best part of art. That's what the best art can do, right? You can, yeah. it inspires different takes, different ideas. There isn't one set this, you know, like, yeah. I love that. I feel like this is a movie that is worthy of discussion and definitely dig again more. Yeah. And it also looks fantastic. And and it's, you know fantastic. the funny
3: thing is like even though we both have differing opinions of how we watched it it's like we're both right though because yes. it could be both of those
2: yes which i think so it could cool. be two things that's the thing and i'm yeah. sure there's a third opinion we haven't even heard that i'm sure probably also lines up yeah right? um i also just love the performances why... in this dude mia goth is so fucking awesome it's like she could do no wrong right every movie yeah. she's in you're like i gotta fucking see this movie I and it's see so her
3: performance movie. is so different from film to film too. Yes. Yes. Like this the is character definitely you her, see...
2: her scariest performance, I think.
3: She's actually been getting a lot of work. Shit. Yeah, dude.
2: Between Pearl and X and um What's the other big thing she's in? This might have been the other big thing she was in, Infinity Pool. Well, she was also in that oh god, that um Gore Verbinski film. Oh, Cure for Wellness.
3: Yeah. And that, that was, was a, a good movie. Big release at the time. And that was a. She really was also in the
2: too. the new Suspiria that I hated. Ah, Luca Gua- right. yeah, Luca Guadagnino's b- Suspiria. <laughs> Fuck that, Dario Argento's Suspiria. Get out of here with your Luca Guadagnino fucking Tilda Swinton playing six characters like his fucking Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor, which you might <laughs> you might hear about in a little bit. F Y I. Okay. Oh shit. All right. That's all I'm saying. But Wait, I Mark. Mean- Anything like, else so about the, Infinity Pool? I'm sorry, I cut you yeah, off.
3: Remember remember, you mentioned those two movies that are rewatchable? I think yes. this would also fall into that category because I definitely want to, as soon as I finish watching that, I really wanted to watch it again because yeah. I think you'll pick up more details. You may find like another reveal for the story that you have, or you may find like another perspective. And I think it's definitely warrants, even if you've seen it, or even if it's spoiled, I think, it's still worth
2: watching and i think you'll yeah it's not really i guess that's it. true it's not really a movie that can quote unquote be spoiled for you because it it is so vague and it's it's got yeah. some ambiguity about it so you would really just be spoiling events it would just be like all yeah, oh, the exactly. crazy part when this happens like you're not it's not like you can't go in and be like oh well i know thanos takes everybody out yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i will say though that's very true but at the same time if you can go into it cold like I did that was probably the most rewarding experience. Yeah, you really There's shielded yourself from becomes, all
2: yeah. spoilers and discussion about it cuz even when I when I wrecked it I was like super careful not to say anything cuz <laughs> I you so knew really. you were going to love this. I knew it. It was fantastic so far. I think with this
3: is it a 2023
2: It's release, a, I think or it's, or it's a 2023
3: release, of... right? Okay. So so far I know we're only like almost gonna be three months in but that so far is my favorite movie of the year it's definitely on my list it's top on my favorite of 2023
2: yeah yeah this is it's i'm I'm, it's a 2023 release release date january 27th 2023 it counts as a 2023 film and definitely the best thing this this kid has made um I didn't love Possessor. I think we but we've talked about that. That was like yeah. that trailer was so good and it hyped us up for something that wasn't there. I liked Antiviral, his first film. I thought it was good, but this feels so polished and so mature. Like it feels very different from his others two. Yes, right? and I it's think like if this is the wavelength this guy's up. on, yeah, dude, we're in for a treat with his with his next couple films. I think for sure, he's yeah, definitely made me excited anyway. to see more of his stuff. Yeah, <laughs> me too um all right uh i'll jump in here something uh so many of you but some of you may know this some of you may not so i've been trying to i've been talking about this on our patreon episodes where i'm trying to watch one culturally enriching movie a week because i've just been watching a lot of schlock and uh i've been successful for the most part dude this past week i fell off the wagon i was gonna watch i was gonna watch a culturally enriching film and i wound up watching (laughs) Cheaper's creepers reborn so it didn't go well (laughs) okay I'm not recommending that. It was a piece of shit. It was horrible, but I'm just saying I did not watch any culturally enriching film this week. In fact, the day I was supposed to watch it, that's when I watched Jeepers Creepers Reborn. And I was like, Holy shit, Matt, you have fallen off the wagon. So (laughs) I got to get back on my culturally enriching films uh, this week. I'll pick something adult and grown up to uh, expand my uh, consciousness. And uh, I won't just watch (laughs) surf two again. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
3: So even in, though you know you want to and would enjoy that experience way more than the culturally
2: enriching film, yes, yeah, so I'm trying to balance it out because like <laughs> instead of watching five schlocky films, I'm trying to watch four schlocky films and like one grown-up movie, and I failed hard this week, man. I failed really hard. So the first oh, I thing, fail every week. <laughs> the first thing I want to bring up is uh, something I just referenced. Um, I rewatched. I wanted some comfort. I rewatched The Nutty Professor from 1996 with Eddie Murphy, and it's amazing. Um, I. I've always thought of that as just like a fun movie or whatever movie. Oh yeah. I remember that movie it had a lot of fun. Whenever you watched it this past week, I was like, this movie is genuinely great. It's just like the best of big budget studio comedies. Like it feels like it's got this great high concept sci-fi hook. The effects are great. The comedy's there. And Eddie Murphy. I, I know I just made fun with Tilda Swinton playing six characters, but dude, <laughs> it's like, I know it's a joke now, Jack Black and Tropic Thunder playing like all the fucking fatty characters, but like, Eddie Murphy is so good, dude. He's so fucking good as the clump family. And they each have very distinctive personalities. Like it's not just an impression. Like they feel like fully fledged people. You know, they're not like they're they're individuals. Yes. They feel like real people. They don't feel like, oh, it's this actor playing this other character. Like they really do feel like unique individuals. Um, I didn't say layered. Yes. Their whole thing is that they're fat and that they fart a lot. (laughs) And want to kill each other. <laughs> I'm not saying they're like very. I'm not saying they're like super deep people. I'm just saying.
3: This is not like Peter
2: Sellers. It's not <laughs> like being there. Yeah. I'm just saying that this movie's great. It's on Netflix right now. I loved it. It brought me a lot of comfort. Like, you know, you rewatch something. You just want like some comfort. Like I got into a groove of like watching. You what's
3: know going to be fun.
2: Yes. Like I got into a groove this week. And you'll see as my recs go on. I got into a groove of watching sort of lighter comedies or Amblin-esque films because I suspected Cocaine Bear was going to be Amblin-esque and I was right. So oh, yeah, totally um, you're going to see right. that theme pop up. That was a big theme for me this week. Ditching the enriching movie and watching, you know, Eddie Murphy fart into like a fat kid's face and be like, Hercule, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> like I was enjoying myself. All right. Also, I've been quoting this all week. All week and I've been annoying the producer in the booth.
0: Okay, Friday night eight, and I will not delay. She might be my mate. But that would be so great. Great, <laughs> great, great, great,
2: great. Dude, great, 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 great. by the way, you want to talk about fucking rhymes, dude? Yeah. Roadblock does Roadblock, not rhyme. Where the fuck are you, Sherman Clump? Rhymes, Mister Suspicious. Rhymes, Sherman Clump. Rhymes. Roadblock does not rhyme. They're spitting bars. I've been walking around going great, 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 great. I got myself <laughs> for day. Friday night, and I will not be late. I've been doing that all week. (laughs) So you have to thank the Nutty Professor for that. It was (laughs) awesome. I'm not going to watch Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, because I watched the trailer. I was like, maybe I'll watch this now. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, this looks fucking horrible. Oh, so you've never watched it? I saw it back when it came out originally, like the year 2000.
3: In the year 2000. Damn, that was
2: 2000 for
3: the sequel?
2: Yes, and I have never yeah. watched it again, and I don't want to because the trailer looks horrible. And I had such a great experience rewatching The Nutty Professor that I don't want it ruined by, yeah. like, a piss-poor cash-in sequel. Like, But is it this original cast and crew, though, at least? It's everybody's back. It's a different director. Eddie's back. Even, like, random side characters back, like his little assistant in the lab, the kid with, like, the white guy, Fro, is back. The only person that's not back is Jada Pinkett. She has been replaced by Janet Jackson, who I believe is playing a completely different character, even though the story of the clumps, it looks like Sherman is about to marry her. So I don't know what happened. Anyway, uh, I'm not watching the clumps because it looks fucking horrible. (laughs) I'm sorry. So there you go. I told you guys, I fell off (laughs) the wagon hard this week. I fell off hard. Okay, no, Jeepers Creepers Reborn your, and Nutty Professor. That, that should have been your culturally enriching one. Should have been Nutty Professor, yeah. Maybe that counts as my culturally enriching pick well, of the week. Hey, Nutty now Professor.
3: that it's that old, wouldn't it be considered, right?
2: Yeah, it's from now 1996, it's kind of like the glory days, territory. man. 1996, when movies there were, were no eight rules. bucks. That was like a primetime movie, eight bucks. You could just roll up, watch the Nutty Professor, live your life, there was no... Chinese weather balloon. There was no Putin. <laughs> there was no responsibilities. You could just live your life, right? We weren't worried about That's Chat right. GPT or the avian flu. We were just watching Eddie Hold Murphy fart it farted up and be fat. And like, that was okay. Don't you miss that? Don't you miss that? You I miss when it. America was great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what's next for you, buddy? all right speaking of america being great um there's okay so there's this period of time this is what i think There's this period of time where it was like I, i'm guessing it's like 80s 90s when they started making action films and they were like we lost the war in vietnam but we cannot let that happen so what we have <laughs> to do is we're gonna have americans go back to vietnam <laughs> and win the war <laughs> <laughs> so what did I do? I watched Missing in Action 1 through 3. So Holy that's gonna shit. Be my shit. It's Missing in Action 1, 2, and 3. And I'll say one thing. They each, because I think you should watch these, Matt, because they're so much fun. Each one gets better than the next one. I don't feel as though I should reveal the storylines because each one's very different, but they all tie together and you see some growth with his character. However, you could watch them individually and you'll still have a great time. They're super fun. They do get a bit serious, but in a good way. And I think you know what? It's strange that a lot of Chuck Norris films get like these five ratings. I easily think they should be pushing like six point five to seven. They're really fun. The villains, like the villains in Chuck Norris films, oh, they're pieces of terrible people. Yeah, like I would think that you know you'd say, hey, maybe Bruce Bruce Willis or you know any of these other actors, Arnold. They're not as memorable as the Chuck Norris villains. The Chuck Norris villains are terrifying. They're the true
2: they're cruel. They're like they're the vicious. bottom of society. They're, they they yeah, are like, like absolute dirtbags. disgusting people. Yes. They're even worse than remember the villain in Rambo 4 that like he wasn't just like this petty dictator, he was also like a pedophile. Like they had to make him <laughs> They had to like hit five horrible things like he was abusive to animals, was also a pedophile and, and was a pet. like they had to hit the fucking the roulette wheel just to decide like he's all three guys. So it's okay if Rambo completely liquefies him with a 50 cal. It's dude, if you think that guy was bad, I I agree with Mark. The they the Chuck Norris bad guys make that guy look like a decent person <laughs> like, oh yeah like the invasion usi AI. Yes. holy shit that guy is terrible he's a
3: monster there's a, there's a guy that uh, runs a prison in the second one and he i'm not going to tell you what happens but he just does mind games with the prisoners to fuck with them fuck. and it feels like something that someone in a like a in a prison camp that's remote and no one cares about would do it's crazy but all three of them super fun the first one i'll say it's not the best one is it the weakest of the bunch it's the weakest but if you think about it because it has that lower budget feel and it and it feels like they're they're kind of making their way and but they are limited by budget and storyline is also limited by budget but the second and third one they get bigger and bigger like they do get you know the sequels outpace so it kind of follows
2: rambo a little bit right like with each rambo it got bigger and bigger right
3: yeah it has the same it's kind of the same thing it's like starts off small but then the set pieces get bigger the action
2: gets bigger the but this is basically like toys. his rambo because what you just described yeah. is like john rambo yeah it's like much. he go he goes home right he has to no, go no, back he's
3: like no no, no but i'm saying like to... you have
2: a guy who was in vietnam who left yeah. who's having problems right then you by the second movie he's gone back and he's like killing 50 guys there's a huge body yeah. by the third movie he's like riding horses with the Taliban and shit like leading a rebel army like <laughs> keep growing and growing and the first movie was like this small movie about a guy in a town you know what I mean it's made for like three dollars <laughs> basically <laughs> I really want to watch these no um,
3: they're they're I, I believe it was like oh what was the I, it was either t- Tubi has two of them and I think you have to go to Pluto. Pluto TV has all three of them. Not as many ads as, as Tubi. And the, the transfers are good. It's they're, if, if you can, by the way, if you can either buy or rent copies, I honestly think you should try to watch these because in the best possible visual way because they're beautiful films. They're shot Interesting. on film too. But they're done really well. And Aaron Norris, I guess, is it his brother? It's his brother. He's a very good director. <laughs> I think he's a very capable director and I so far have entri- enjoyed everything I've watched that he's done. So, yeah, check out Mission in- Missing in Action 1 through 3. They're really fun.
2: I also saw that and- Aaron Norris directed uh I forgot about this Chuck Norris movie called Top Dog where he's he's paired up with a with a, like a dog. It's like a comedy. It was in the Age yeah, of Sidekicks where they were trying to make chuck like a, a comedian like a comic action star and i think aaron norris directed those as well right yeah. is that okay, also on so your list
3: just because i have more than you i'll just recommend that that movie super goddamn fun it's like a really dog show are it's you serious dog. top dog it's yeah i have it it's on my list right holy yeah, shit top dog it's so much it's it you know it's dumb <laughs> but it's super fun. There's a lot of great action set pieces. I think I sent some of them to you this morning cuz I had a I was designing graphics for a project, so I'll usually throw a movie on the background to like, you know, for inspiration and to just like have on. And that movie here's the thing, even though a Chuck Norris movie is would probably be considered like mediocre, I suppose, they're still super fun. There's plenty of capable action the dog that that i don't know the comedy is there he's a really i i like him i think he's very charismatic and i think he's funny he's believable as uh, we have fault dude especially
2: you like we have fallen down a chuck norris rabbit hole this year and i feel like you know like i feel like it started small like when i was talking to you about hero in the terror and then you took that ball and ran with it and now you've watched like 18 Chuck Norris films you've gone back like Mark has been if you've been missing our get wrecks on the Patreon Mark has been wrecking like three to four Chuck Norris films a week like at this point so many of them I cannot stress to you people enough Mark might be like the way that Ben Mankiewicz on TCM is like a scholar about Casablanca and shit <laughs> if they ever need somebody to talk to Chuck Norris about Chuck Norris films they need to contact Mark because the man has become like a noted scholar about Chuck Norris films I'm not even kidding you have watched so many more than me at this point and you like know the man's career so much better. I love but it.
3: Let me tell you something. Does it, doesn't it feel like he's um the forgotten action star of our, of our time period? Like yes. everyone was so into Stallone, Schwarzenegger that Chuck Norris kind of like, I know he's, he came back as like a meme, but previous to the memes, most of the people I know and still they have not seen some of these movies. And I think, In a lot of cases, they're way more entertaining than some of the other ones that I have that I thought were like the golden age action movies. So now I'm watching these Chuck Norris movies as like, and in comparison, I'd say sometimes they exceed some of Arnold and Stallone and Van Damme. By the way, we know how we're talking about best dressed action star. Chuck Norris, man, that guy knows how to wear denim, and he looks great in these movies. Kudos <laughs> to Chuck Norris, man. He's fucking awesome. Denim on,
2: denim know. on, denim on, denim. By
3: the way, since I'm, I guess, because I, I have just one more then. Just, I'll throw it in there. I'll just clump all Did you watch Sidekicks? I watched Silent Rage. And oh. this was like a, a movie from 1982. It's like an early Chuck Norris movie. But the crazy thing is like the early Chuck Norris action films they play more as like these horror slash thrillers. So, silent. Yeah, Raid, this is the I've one where it feels like much. he's
2: dropped in the middle of Halloween or something, right? Yeah, it's yes. It's sort of you know. I you know, know it by play... reputation.
3: Oh, okay, so you haven't seen it. So okay, I've I'm never seen sp- it. I won't spoil too much. I'll. I will say this: if you've played Resident Evil and you know how they have those persistent enemies that you can't kill them and they just chase you around, that's what this movie feels Holy like. Shit. And it's actually. It starts off feeling low budget, but then the movie goes from daytime to like nightfall, and it gets pretty crazy. And the bad guy is a scary dude. He doesn't talk; Whoa. he's very silent, and he just appears. Is he scarier than up. the
2: terror and hero in the terror? He's actually pretty scary, sk- not as like, it's, guy, the guy. Guy it's the same guy. It's the game. exact same guy.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's no. This guy's narrower. He's skinnier, taller. He kind of has like this. I don't know. he's, he's like the slender man. Give- chuck norris versus the slender man but here's the this i don't just because i mentioned resident evil and the persistent enemy this doesn't really spoil anything but this guy can regenerate so they you see him get cut and then it heals back relatively quickly so he's just like this unstoppable force that chuck norris has to deal with and try to save the people he loves. Holy it's shit, really I'm cool. in. I want to
2: watch this. This sounds fucking it's awesome. It's very
3: small, but it's super fun. I've
2: only I only know it by reputation, and the way I've heard it described is it it feels like you're watching Halloween, and then they drop Chuck Norris in the middle of a Halloween movie.
3: Dude, it's better than Halloween. I will say that <laughs> here. This movie is better. Than, if you have the option of watching Halloween or this movie, watch this movie. <laughs> Holy it's shit, so goddamn fun!
2: Wow. All right, it just shot up to the top of my list. Oh. Awesome. Um, Speaking of Chuck Norris, every week I have been trying to get better about watching some of Mark's Rex because he always watches my Rex when he's when Mark isn't watching
3: movies. Yeah, when Mark isn't watching
2: 18 Chuck Norris movies, he still finds the time to like watch one or two things that I've told him about. And in in addition to my culturally enriching films, I am trying to get better about watching Mark's Rex. And this week I watched a movie you recommended last week. I watched Code of Silence. Wasn't Chuck Norris crazy? Wait, I have to say, you buried the lead on this movie because you did not tell me that the following people are in it. Dennis Farina, the fucking guy from the movie within a movie in Home Alone, Angels with Filthy Souls, the guy that says, you've been kissing everybody, Moe with the gimpy leg, get out of here, you filthy animal. That guy's actually in this fucking movie. And then you didn't tell me the craziest shit ever is that this movie was directed by Andrew Davis. And when I tell yes, you this next part, the Fugitive, he directed The Fugitive, okay? Okay, so you know how that movie is like a very Chicago movie with like actors in it that are playing cops that feel like real cops? Some of those same cop actors from The Fugitive are in Code of Silence playing basically the same cops you see in The Fugitive. <laughs> like the guy who's like, giving richard kimball shit in the beginning of the fugitive the one guy with the glasses and like the mullet and he's like hey where's your buddy with the but those fucking guys are in this movie so just like mark's movie where it was like chuck norris was dropped in the middle of halloween this feels like chuck norris got dropped in the middle of the fugitive <laughs> except except this is the best part he has there's amazing bit where there's all there's a lot to say about crooked cops corruption and shit and At this point, you know Chuck Norris is always going to do the right thing. He's always going to tell the truth. That's who he is. He's like Mr. Truth, okay? And you're waiting for that one guy to do the right thing and fucking tell the guys at the trial that his partner, the fucking Home Alone guy shot that kid. Yeah. And he won't do it. He rolls over for the partner. And so everybody hates Chuck Norris because he like, basically, it looks, everybody thinks he's like a snitch. So what do you do when Chuck Norris has no like one to Serfico back him up? <laughs> it's like Serpico meets Fugitive. It's like Serpico meets Fugitive. But when, when, somebody, when nobody will back you up, what do you do? Chuck Norris uses a robot. I'm not kidding. And it's called the Prowler. And it's one of the most badass things. It's basically like if Chuck Norris teamed up and had his own Ed 209 that he could control to like take out the first wave of like 20 bad guys so he could just fight the main villain... That's what happens in this fucking movie. And by the dude, way, I up until that point, that for you
0: so badly.
2: dude, up until Is that, that so point, cool? I was not ready because up until that point, it's a very serious movie with like some action, yeah. but it feels like a crime movie where things are believable. You've got mafia stuff. He's like trying to get this girl, like almost into witness protection, but like nobody wants to fucking help him. The, there are two warring mobs. There's an Italian family. And the, um, the Cuban guys that are, like, going to give him a Cuban necktie, by the way, that was so badass. And when the yes. guy's like, I want to give you a Cuban necktie. And Chuck Norris goes, why don't you give it to me right now? And just stares him down. That was one of the He's most so badass serious. fucking moments in that movie. Okay, so up until this point, and it's directed by the guy who made The Fugitive.
3: It feels Doesn't serious. it feel procedural, right? Yes, it, it feels, feels like, like a fucking, feels like Law or and
2: Order. Yeah. Okay, then... All of a sudden, in the middle of your Law and Order episode, Ed 209 comes out and just starts yeah. fucking killing people and, like, ripping off heads and shit. And Chuck Norris is like, yeah, and then he fights the bad he's guy. He's
0: the shotgun?
2: <laughs> oh, he's, oh, yeah, Chuck is using a shotgun, and he kills, like, six guys at point-blank range, like, blows them apart. It's fucking oh my awesome. God. Code of Silence is so badass it was basically between this i'm gonna go back and try to watch some of these other ones you've told me about but like last week it was between me watching code of silence or eye for an eye and and eye for an eye has christopher lee and i was almost gonna do that because i love christopher lee but there was something intriguing about what mark said last week you said you were like he uses this thing called the prowler i don't want to tell you what it is you'll just have to see and that was intriguing enough. And goddamn, were you right, dude? Because it it was so worth it. Like watching him tear through those guys so with glad the prowler this. was one of the most fun things. Like exhilarating. Uh, we loved it. A Code of Silence. I watched it on Amazon Prime for free. You can watch it with no ads. Oh, so that's and they have a fantastic. great looking transfer. So if you want to watch this movie, I know a lot of these are on Tubi and stuff. If you don't want to go through ads, if you're a Prime member, watch this movie right now for free. It's awesome. Code of Silence is what it's called. I
3: am so happy you watched that, Matt. And it, you want to talk about
2: uh, Best Dressed Action Heroes. He has a really cool look in this. He rocks the turtleneck with leather jacket. And it's badass. I was like, I'm going to start dressing Dude, exactly crazy. like that.
3: <laughs> By the way, wasn't that crazy? I Wasn't that him on top of that train? Yes, that that's doing really that him fight? on top of
2: the elevated train fighting that guy. That's that was nuts. awesome. You have and to see Code of Silence. Off the bridge. Yes, yes. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy because it's so many things. It's so many flavors that don't go with a Chuck Norris. Like, it's a procedural. It's a mob movie. And then it turns into RoboCop. It's fucking awesome. And it has a great director. But you know what the funny
3: thing is, too? He went from directing Under Siege to The Fugitive. Yes. And if you look at his other movies, he's like really
2: talented director. Like he yeah. hits the same. I like point chain hours. reaction. He did chain reaction yeah, as chain well reaction. with um, Keanu. And that felt really good, too. And then he made some other weird shit. Like he made a comedy. He made
3: holes. Isn't that weird? He made remember holes. When you, remember when you when we were in college? You Dude, holes was great. Po- you walked past the poster and you said holes more like, like assholes. I <laughs> still remember that. <laughs> that's hilarious I, st- I don't know why that i always remember that and they'll think about it sometimes and it'll make me laugh my ass off when i'm by myself <laughs> dude have you ever seen holes it's a good
2: movie no, after you made that comment you're like i never, I never need to see Holes. To see it. <laughs> dude it's a good movie holes is good he made that i have to go back and watch holes now i had no idea it was andrew on, I would, davis i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna write that down
3: holes <laughs> holes baby by the way another cool thing um is when chuck norris the i say chuck norris films have the best slow-mo because unlike contemporary films there's no stupid sound effect that goes Boom. yep you just get cool slow-mo
2: shit so and you get the actual diegetic sound slowed down yeah. so if it's a slow-mo of a guy going through a window you hear the
0: you hear Do the glass glass breaking.
2: slow-mo breaking yeah, is it's so fucking beautiful. awesome i'm not kidding yeah, if you want to see Chuck Norris team up with like Ed Two Hundred Nine in a movie that also has the Angels with Filthy Souls guy from Home Alone, directed <laughs> by the guy who made The Fugitive, you have to drop what you're doing and go watch Code of Silence. But now that Mark has told me about Silent Rage, guess the fuck what, Mark? I'm gonna be watching Silent Rage now. In fact, I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> Silent Rage. I'm right. Re- that's gonna be yes. That's gonna be next week. Uh, Mark, so much pick fun. that I watch. Silent Rage. Where did you watch that one?
3: silent rage mm-hmm. oh god i i think i had to rent that one there Ooh. some of these are hard to find
2: i might so just, sometimes might your last
3: reward. Revo- like if you don't want to you know go to the seas you will have to rent it on amazon a that's lot, okay it's, and the, the shame of it though is a lot of these like the hitman which i also recommended that I, I think you should see you can only watch that on youtube it's very hard to find like good copies of these films and it's and they deserve it because they're shot on film I think they have the potential to be cult classics, and I would totally love if they... You know, I kind of stopped collecting physical media, but if they had a Chuck Norris 4K Blu-ray box set, I would buy that shit in a heartbeat because these movies look gorgeous, and I I know they're considered probably like B&C movies to some, but they're beautiful-looking movies.
2: And they're fun as hell, man. You want to talk about crowd-pleasing movies? Fuck. I don't Uh, think I've
3: ever turned off a Chuck Norris film in disappointment. I've always turned on another chuck norris film right after
2: a chuck norris film though. <laughs> that's how you went from missing an action one through three to yeah. top dog to whatever else i'm surprised you haven't watched sidekicks yet no i i, I waiting. i'm kind of like moving my way up towards. it. i see i see okay now that one I'm mark, kind of, mark I, I is on so... amazon prime you can watch for oh, free with no bullshit you can just watch it
3: and you, you said that's kind of like his last action hero. That's like his last action right? hero because
2: it's about a kid who idolizes Chuck Norris. So he plays himself. He appears in Jonathan Brandis's Daydreams as Chuck Norris so, doing his thing.
3: The, so the reason why I'm saving that is because I'm trying to see all his classics. Oh, it seems like, yeah, it's like a retrospective theory, of his career. Yeah, it's sort of like if you didn't watch some of those Arnold movies, you probably would miss references from last action hero, right? Yes. Like if you didn't watch Terminator 2 you would have no clue about that cameo and it would just mean nothing to you. So I kind of want to go into it having like a nice You're like, I have to watch Chuck every Morris Chuck Norris
2: film it. ever made.
3: Yeah, Then I will watch Sidekicks. Of the yeah.
2: <laughs> Mark, what's next and for watch? you?
3: As soon as I do that, they yank it off. Well, yep, seeing it's as gone. I recommended like 50 things, uh, what do I have left? Um okay oh, I can go gonna... again if
2: you want. Do you want me to go again? Yeah, you should. Okay, I'm gonna go again. So uh alright, I did Nutty Professor, I did Code of Silence. Okay, I'm gonna do um I'm gonna do a new one. I'm gonna throw this in there. I watched a brand new movie, it's a Netflix original. I know, I know. But it's actually pretty good. It's called We Have a Ghost. We um have a ghost. it's directed by Chris Landon, who made I loved everything this guy's made. He made Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day to oh. You, and he made Freaky. Right, the the body switching uh, serial killer movie with Vince Vaughn. This guy makes really fun, high concepty, kind of like twisty horror entertainment. I really like what this guy does. Anyway, he made a Netflix original movie that is basically not to throw this word out again, but like I said, I, I had a theme this week. It feels like an Amblin esque comedy about a family that oh, moves cool. into a house that happens to be haunted by one ghost. And the ghost, it's great. The ghost is played by David Harbour, fucking Santa Claus from Violet Night and Hopper from Stranger Things. And dude, if you weren't convinced that that guy's a fantastic actor, you have to watch We Have a Ghost because this isn't really a spoiler, but he plays the ghost and there's no (laughs) funny, silly lines. Like he does it all silently. He basically does what Nick Cage was trying to do in Willy's Wonderland, that really shitty movie where it was like a silent performance. David Harbour actually pulled it off So it was like, you identify with the ghost so hard. It makes you like the ghost. Like this is a family adventure comedy about a haunted house and kids befriending a ghost and them trying to help the ghost figure out why he's dead.
3: Oh, that's cool.
2: It's got crazy car chases. There's like really fun stuff they do with the ghost and like what a ghost can do in those situations. There, Tig Notaro randomly is in it. And uh, she,
0: guitar, yeah, she
2: plays like a government spook. It, there's like a government program. That's basically like Ghostbusters, but not really like she's there to investigate like spectral phenomena. Like it's fucking cool. If you liked the high conceptiness of the happy death day movies and freaky, you're going to like this movie. It's called, we have a ghost and it's free. You can watch on Netflix right now. Um, fucking Anthony Mackie, the Falcon is in it. He plays the dad of the family who moves into the house. It's a really good, it's just a good little movie. It's like, I, I hate to say it's a family movie because I think that might turn a few people off, but it is, it's very much like, this is a movie you could watch with the whole family. Like if you want to watch something with your mom and your grandma, whatever, and nobody's going to get insulted. It's not like my dad taking me to see Base instinct. Like <laughs> we can all sit around and watch this and no one's going to get offended. It's just like a fun family <laughs> crowd pleaser. I honestly think you might out. like it this quite a bit. sounds
3: really good actually. Now
2: listen, I want to warn you when the movie starts, it does start off a little slow. And I knew right away, I was like, when I recommend this, I want to tell Mark this. Because there's there's like, the kid, the one kid that's in it is not great. But Aww. his relationship with David Harbour makes it great, okay? It kind of, David Harbour does all the heavy lifting for him. So if you can just oh, get past you, the bit yeah. with the kid <laughs> alone, being awkward, and get to David Harbour, you're going to have a good time. But okay, you're going to get through 10, out. 12 minutes of you know, not so good. That's not too bad, though. Not too bad. I just want to warn you. No, no, thanks. That's, there you go. That's yeah. good to know because some of, some of those movies, like,
3: you hit that nine-minute mark and it's like, should I switch
2: this? Yes. No, give this – I know it sounds like a lot, but give this, give this 10 to 12 minutes. Get to David Harbour. Get to his, like, first appearance with the kid, and then you're off to the fucking races.
3: Okay, I'll check this out soon then. It sounds cool. I like this concept, and I also love – I actually, like family films, they're super fun. Uh, yes, those little family adventure movies. Yeah, it reminds like... me like
2: like um, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something like, yeah. that. like. It's a high concept adventure for the whole family. That's what this feels like. Except it was made today by the guy who made yeah, Happy or like Death Hook Day. or any of those yes. movies. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's Sweet. even got a lot of those same vibes. Like, and it makes sure to give you because that guy, I loved his set pieces. Like, this guy knows how to make entertainment. So like. He's thinking about it. Like, you can already tell when the movie kicks into gear, you're like, holy shit. Are they going to do what I think they're going to do? Are they going to do this? Like, he does it. Like, he has thought about, okay, well, how would a car chase work with a ghost? Well, how would a haunting work um, if, you know, this can only happen? I don't want to give things away. What happens if the government kind of like E.T. steps in and there's like all this machinery and stuff like what happens? Like, it's cool, man. Like, he thought of a lot of things and um, it's just great, man. This guy hasn't made a bad movie yet chris landed randomly so good for him buddy
3: freaky is awesome i really enjoy i think you
2: wrecked that to me i love freaky and i love you know i love my favorite is happy death day and happy death day to you those are my favorites that he's made he made the time loop movie before it was trendy to go back and everybody was making a fucking time loop movie you know we got boss level and we got got the palm springs and we got all these other time loopy russian doll (laughs) listen happy death day predates all that shit he was doing the time loop before it was cool so oh, go that. back and watch happy death day and happy death day to you and go watch freaky. If you haven't seen it, cause freaky's awesome.
3: That movie's fantastic.
2: I love freaky. It's so fun. It's so fun. This and that house was great, cool actually. too. When we went through that haunted house, of freaky oh, yeah. at HHN, That's that was so fun. Great. Fucking mask came oh, out. Good old... <laughs> All right. What's next for you on the red?
3: <laughs> okay. So I have, I guess I just have one last one, which would be brawl and cell block 99. Uh, it was playing on Tubi, and I was like, I remember, I remember liking it. But sometimes his movies have that; they're very slow paced. Yeah, oh well, yeah. And they, they kind of like they, they take their time to build things up. By the way, I don't, I'm not saying that they're boring. He just, he's got a slow pace. So for me, sometimes I got to be in the mood for that. But I just turned this on. Like, this was something I would plan to put in the background. And I just stopped what I was doing. I just watched it all the way through that storyline is if speaking of like movies, kind of like infinity pool, I think I lumped those two together because you don't like the story's going one way and then it goes a completely different direction and kind of like weird and oddball, which I really loved about it. And I think you and I both liked it, right? Yes. At the time we saw it. Yes. And I have to say, this is the, This was my second time seeing it, I think, because after the theater experience, I don't think I really... I'd maybe watched one or two of the violent actions, like the fight scenes toward the end, but I never really watched it all the way through. And I have to say, it holds up, and it's fantastic. Vince Vaughn's great in it. One of his best performances, I think. Oh, yeah. And the ending is crazy. And I think it's just... If you like weird, dark, gritty, odd movies with strange characters this movie kind of like you. good,
2: good old fashioned, like crying house kind of action yeah. down and dirty. I love yeah. Craig Zoller, man. Hey, that's another guy who hasn't made a bad movie. I love oh, yeah. bone Tomahawk. I love sublock 99. And I love dragged across concrete. I thought dragged it was great. He's dope. I actually, I
3: actually, can't wait till what? he makes I something watch, new. I watched, you know, it's funny. And I looked him up in IMDB so far. He has nothing in the works and Weird. He, is, he used to have like a movie every like one or two years for those. Three, oh, Hopefully Mel
2: Gibson. can take his career like, <laughs> They were like, "You worked with Mel Gibson. You did the you did the bad thing. We can't we can't oh, work with you." dude, I love Craig Zoller. I want him to make more films. Um, Remember when we saw him in the toilet <laughs> yeah. at Alamo?
3: He was taking a leak with us, and yeah, we went that <laughs>
2: yeah, we went to a Fantastic Fest screening. Yeah, we went to a Fantastic Fest screening of Brawl and Cell Block 99. We actually were there at the New York premiere of Brawl and Cell Block yeah. 99 at Fantastic Fest, and. And he held the door open for us. He's really nice. He held the door open to go to the bathroom (laughs) and Mark didn't flush. So S. Craig Zoller went in there and had a shitty, pissy toilet. Some of my pee had splashed on his pant leg. (laughs)
3: That's the closest I've ever been to a celebrity.
2: (laughs) Was my urine physically (laughs) being on his person. (laughs) I haven't felt this close to a celebrity since I spat on Kate Hudson. (laughs) I spat on her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounded like a George Costanza thing. <laughs> the sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> I love George. Um, wow, yeah, dude, brawl in Cell Ninety Nine. All right, um, my final pick, my final wreck for the week. So again, I was watching, you know, kind of revisiting lighter comedies. I know I watched Code of Silence, but I, uh, you know, Nutty Professor, We Have a Ghost, and then I watched this. This is a rewatch. This is an older film I hadn't seen. I'd only seen once and I was like, you know, I kind of miss Steve Martin because we love only murders and I was like, I want to see something with Steve Martin like my my mind was craving just some kind of Steve Martin so I was like, let me go back because I don't. There's not like a Steve Martin movie besides three amigos that I could pick out and i've seen three amigos like way too much. So I was like, let me find another random Steve Martin movie to watch dude, this is going to sound crazy, but we watched parenthood. The original movie *Parenthood* from 1989.
0: Oh, it's with directed the by
2: guy in it, right? Yes, it's directed by Ron Howard, and it's Steve Martin, fucking Diane Weist, fucking Mary Steenburgen, fucking Keanu Reeves, fucking uh, since Ron Howard directed it, Clint Howard is in it, and so is his dad, <laughs> which is awesome. It's a this stu- this sounds like the complete opposite of a movie that I would want to watch, but like I loved it. It's a movie that's literally, this is going to sound bad, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try and be true to what it is. It's a movie about a family and you just see different bits of the family's lives. And sometimes the family comes together and sometimes they're apart. And you just see the messiness of all of it. Like if you have kids, this is what, when you have kids who are babies, this is what your life is like. When you have kids who are teenagers, this is what your life is like. When you have kids who are older and have left home and come back, this is what your life is like. And you get it, there, there are some kind of sweet, dramatic moments, but there are few and far between. It's fucking hilarious. Like, there are great observations made just about humanity and life, and the comedy in it is ridiculous, especially with the little kids and Steve Martin. Like, Steve Martin, when I tell you, I'm not going to give anything away, but when I tell you that this movie has an amazing <laughs> joke about a school shooter, that sounds crazy, and it sounds like something that would never happen today in a studio comedy, and you're right. Wait, what? There is an amazing gag in this movie that involves a school shooter. And I'm not kidding. Damn. Um, it's got some really kind of crazy R rated comedy. Like there are great sight gags, but there's also great just like Steve Martin fuckery, like just that guy being funny. If any of this sounds appealing to you, it's also directed by Ron Howard, who we love on the show. And there is some fun visual panache about the gags. It just seems like Ron Howard wanted to make like a comedy just with like about life, like, Hey, I'm having kids. Let me make a comedy about it. That's what it feels like. It's great. It's on Netflix again. I, you know, if you're looking for like something hard R, this isn't it, this is like as kind of saccharine as it gets, but it is so fucking funny, man. I laughed my ass off the performances in it are great. Uh, Jason Robards too. I don't know if you care about Jason Robards. Jason Robards in it. He plays like the grandpa, um, fucking Amadeus. Rick Moranis is in it? Rick Moranis is in it. Rick Moranis plays such a douchebag in this movie. Rick Moranis is usually so lovable. Yeah. Oh, really? He's usually so lovable, but in this movie, he's such a D-bag. It's great. Parenthood. It's a fantastic little movie, and it's on Netflix. You can watch it right now.
0: Oh, shit. And the
2: transfer looks fantastic. Wow. And like I said, like Steve Martin, dude, this might be, I mean, besides the obvious, you know, Three Amigos and The Jerk, this might be like I'd put this up there in the pantheon of, like, Steve Martin. Like, this is, like, if you want really? a top three Steve Martin movie, watch Parenthood. Wow, I was not expecting you to say that. Yeah. Okay. Parenthood on that's Netflix. That's on my reckless
3: now. And it's so Ron I'm Howard.
2: Gonna... You can't go wrong, yeah. man. It's Ron Howard. He rules. That's it for me, man. You got anything else? I think that's
3: it for me. I guess it was, like, 50,000 Chuck Norris movies, so... <laughs>
0: Look <laughs> I'm the king of New York.
2: <laughs> Let's do some other quick old, old bites
0: here.
2: There we go. Couldn't go a hundred without hearing that one. <laughs> Aspot. what other... What other, uh... <laughs>
0: Hakumashente! Hakumashente,
2: of course. Hakumashente. How could we forget?
0: Hey, we're in New York. (laughs) I got a gun. Let's get to a Broadway show.
2: Okay. (laughs) Another New York drop there for you, Mark. (laughs) Can I hear some Busey? Can we get some Busey here?
0: I can go to your uh... mama's and start a small fire in her panties. Now, are you ready to get out of the car?
2: (laughs) 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 Can I get another Busey?
0: Welcome to SeaWorld, kid.
2: (laughs) Okay, thank you. <laughs> what other bites you got in there, ass? I Come love on, It's the hundredth context.
0: <laughs> I'll see you tonight when I go to bed in my head movies. <laughs> but this head movie makes, makes my eyes rain. rain.
2: <laughs> we haven't played that one a long time.
0: Holy shit.
2: That movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of Matt and Mark. The 100th episode we want to thank you for Dude, listening that made it
3: sound like doomsday
2: what was that no, no no we'll be back we will be this back. is not the
3: 100th and final <laughs> this is not
2: the 100th of, people are really going to get psyched out because next week we're not going to do a free show <laughs> people are going to get psyched out and think that this is all a bit and when they don't see the show pop we're taking next week off but mark and i are still going to do like a little patreon thing but um yes you won't see us next week because <laughs> we're taking off we just did the 100th it's a big fucking honking deal we will return. Let me just say, that's when we'll return. So don't worry. Mark and I will return for Scream 6. And when we return, we will be here with Mr. Tommy Nuggets. We're talking Ghostface.
0: We're talking that's Scream 6.
2: Get ready. But no, I do want to say thank you to every single person who's listened. If you, especially if you've listened yeah, to all so 100 much. episodes. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for giving us an audience to do this. And thank you, man. Thank you, Mark. This is honestly thank you. This has honestly been this is probably the greatest thing I'll ever do in my entire life.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling I'll be echoing those comments.
2: There you go. There you go. So there you go.
3: It's been great, by the way, Matt, spending like a hundred episodes with you just talking shit and you know, talking about our favorite stuff. And you know, it's just no drama, just all fun. Lots of great moments, sharing them with our guests and with our awesome audience. So thanks for having me on the show. I really love it. And I can't wait for us to do many, many more of these.
2: Fuck yes. You see, we're not going anywhere, people. We're just not going to be here next week. I know yeah. it seems like a psych out. <laughs> we're off next week. to scare the shit out of everyone. We're returning for Scream 6, okay? You heard it here first. Thank
0: you to everybody. We're out of here. Peace, peace.